0: And with that, we're going to record. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. This is uh, the fun sizes edition. This is the actual regular edition.
1: Can we just point out something, Joe? You can point out whatever. And you this want. is only this is only viewable to us three. Yeah. So you know, if you if if our listeners are used to Zoom, when you use Zoom, you can see the person's name next to their screen.
0: Yes. Going. Joe,
1: what does mine say?
0: Yours says Dan Clamp.
1: Which is a reference to Gremlins too. Right. Joe, what does yours say?
0: Joe Lewis.
1: Now tell the viewing audience, what does James's say?
0: Dr. Jerkface Thomas. Only delete the jerk face.
1: So yes, we are now list looking at Dr. Thomas. He just had to put that extra knife. Like, Ooh, I'm smarter
2: than you. That's actually not true. Mine's a uh, reference to a film too. What film? Uh, it's, a Dr. G, <laughs> no, it's a reference. to the women. No, it's a reference. I've seen that picture. It's a reference to, reference to the 1949 film. Uh, uh, where you got
3: nothing.
0: No, no nineteen to uh, 1949 film, Arctic Fury. Doctor
2: Thomas Barlow.
0: You know what you are looking at is furiously typing, trying to keep it quiet, trying to figure out, I'll give you that answer as soon as I am ready, Obama. No, no, it came out in
2: 1949. It's Dr. Thomas Barlow is a doctor serving the people in the Eskimo villages. So Uh, what is uh, it
0: when you get the numbers backwards? It's distamary or discalcula. It well, you've on. got discalculus because we're actually working on part two of 1994, not 1949. Excellent. By the way,
1: again, to our listening audience, I apologize for belching into the mic. In all fairness, I hit the mute button and belched, but then my hand twitched and I hit the mute button off right when I belched. This yeah,
0: is a bitch. I
2: actually do have discalcula. Thank you for saying that. I, I, I need to come up for I've been
0: discalculating you for a long time. So, yes, we are doing 1994 part two. Two, that's right. If you turned in for part one, hopefully you'll turn in for part two. And we're going, why are we we doing two episodes? 1989 was amazing. We did it one episode. Why is it taking two episodes for 1990?
1: Because this is my fault.
0: Well, it's not it's, necessarily all your- No,
1: no, let's be honest, it's Joe. I appreciate all. Yeah, it's all my fault because I decided to do a little extra fun with this one because 19 the 1990s was a fun time for lesser-known movies in terms of, you know, the cheesy or you know, even the art house stuff that never made it to the top. And, you know, our previous episodes were us talking about the the highest-ranking movies of that week. But I did research and found all the lesser known movies that were released that same weeks, So that got us going a little longer than normal.
0: Oh, that's okay.
1: And we're going to do the same thing today.
0: That Mick, Mick Strawn loves just listening to us. Yes. He loves my voice.
1: And if he made it to the end of the last episode, we gave him a great
0: nod at the very end. We gave him a nod job. Yes.
2: All well, right, we made, it to, we made it to June, right? We so we to got first of
0: June. Let's try to plug along and get
1: And by fun. the way, I just want to say we June have- was a June was a fun month
0: for me. We we really haven't gotten to anything that's really important to me other than The Crow.
2: And we're not going to start with the first movie cuz there is one day one Wednesday release that came what out is on it? June 1st. Joe, it's the epic film Windrunner. And I know you're going to think everybody knows everything about Windrunner. But for our one audience member that I'm sure doesn't remember Windrunner, I'm sure you'll remember it when I go by the plot. A young man in high school moves with his mother to a town in the U.S. Southwest where his father is serving time in a penitentiary. There he's discriminated against. Windrunner, right? Fun movie. Um, I actually thought it was about sailing. No, no, that's, that's a different film. But June 3rd, so we're now to Friday. Here's what came out that Friday. Yeah. I'm excited as about June 3rd. I did third. last week. I am so summer.
1: excited about June 3rd.
2: As I did last time, I will start with the lowest grossing in this total box office run and work our way up. Yep. June 3rd saw the release of The Princess and the Goblin.
0: Ugh. No clue. It's, it's an animated
1: only, film, right?
2: I made a of one thousand dollars at the box office. i've never heard of it um the next highest grossing was uh and it just wrote itself endless summer two you see it's never going to end so you got to make a sequel I, everybody I know...
0: loves surfing yeah especially yeah. in 94 when they were all wearing black listening to grunge <laughs> grunge so when you were in the marketing department going, you know, the endless summer was huge for us a long time ago when surfing and blonde hair was popular.
1: Now in all fairness though, Joe, yeah, three years prior, we had what may be the best surfing movie of all time.
0: Point break. Point break, sir. But I don't think I it's thought gonna sur- it just, mm. I thought you were going to say surfing. It is just.
1: I thought you were going to say surfing. Heather Bigelow yeah. shooting
0: that movie and you going, man, she's making those men look. <clears throat>
1: No, James, I could have brought up Surf Ninja, but nah. All by right. the way, Ch-
2: Chad, you, you're right, by the way. Princess and the Goblin did come out or it was animated, but also it actually originally came out in 1991, so this was technically a re-release Ooh. of Princess and the Goblin, because uh, which evidently didn't do much better. <laughs> um, I've never I heard of it. Didn't know it warranted one myself. But So we go on to the film that most people will remember, if for no other reason than the scene that involved a man getting disciplined by a cow's tongue. I refer to the cowboy way.
1: I love the cowboy way,
2: guys. Why? So this is made a- nineteen million seven hundred thirty-one thousand during its entire theatrical run. So it only it only it only, it, it, it opened up at number three.
0: Uh, it was number two. Oh, so Chad and I were having a conversation about a fall, fo- a fellow, an, a college chum from many years ago. I'd never seen this movie and he made me watch it. This fellow chum who some considered a redneck and I gave it a scathing review and I never heard the end of it.
1: So, okay. So first off, uh, if you listen to our, our last episode, me and Joe disagree about cabin boy. (laughs) I don't know why. I love the
2: fact that that's what you're going to bring up that you disagree about. We We
1: disagree about Parenting and also Cabin uh, Boy. It's a boring movie. We disagree about Cabin Boy. There's some some interesting humor in there. Cowboy Way, I will be the first to admit, is not the Citizen Kane of Cowboy.
0: (laughs) No, that's eight seconds. That came out a few months before. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer eight seconds over the Cowboy Way. Oh, no, the Cowboy
1: Way is... Sarah said it. It's just dumb fun, and Ernie Hudson. Because it's based
0: on a true story.
1: Ernie Hudson wanting to be a, a cowboy. It's
0: oh, and oh my G- god! Ernie Hudson had two big movies that year. Then yes, he had the crow in that. Okay, cool. I never and, remember him being. In, I have no. And record. then
1: uh, of course, you know, like I said, Luis Guzman. Getting sucked off by a cow. And for some reason that makes him tell them where
0: the bad guy is. I don't know why
1: that one but it did. Have you ever had Dad, a cow's you tongue? No. Seriously, and have I'm... you ever had a cow's
2: tongue pushed against you? No, I can't say I have, James. It it legitimately, if you've ever milked a cow, they tend if you're sweating, they turn, tend to turn around and lick you. They are rough like sandpaper. It's so actually cats.
0: Very... No, no, no. You had a cat suck you off, Chad.
1: <laughs> well, Joe, you do let me take care of your cats when you're off on vacation. <laughs>
0: No. Now I know why you sent me the picture and Ash was holding a knife. Yep. <laughs> it, uh,
1: by the way, people, that's a true That story. all
0: happened. Except, well, hopefully not the blowjob, but yeah, the rest of it. <laughs> hopefully the bestiality part's a lie.
2: <laughs> but no, no, they're, they're very rough and they can actually, I mean, their tongue can be rough enough to where over time it can actually break your skin and start cutting. Hmm.
0: That's fascinating. Uh, by the way, Lions,
2: this is actually true also of Lions. Lions, are, they're talking to rough enough to actually peel meat away. Huh. True story. Look hmm. it up.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so what was number one that week, James?
2: The number one film that week is, of course, the classic comedy, The Renaissance Man. Was the
1: number <gasps> one
0: movie that premiered that week? Another movie I really like. That's with Danny DeVito, right? That's
1: what Danny DeVito and Mark Wahlberg. I did and... not
0: know that actually premiered number one. In my mind. I did yeah,
1: not premiere number
2: one. It was the number one premiere that weekend that was new. Oh. You are correct in that Flintstones held on to the number one at the one box office. Yeah. Okay. Renaissance Man was the n- the highest ranking premiere that came out that week. Gregory Hines.
1: You know, seriously,
0: it, it's a full. It's got a good movie. cast. And, you know, the, seriously, the. Um, the late, great Penny Marshall.
1: The, um one of the scenes that still gets me to this day, I don't know why, but it's there towards the end and there it's in rain. And the, the the, Jerry Gregory Hines is making them do the, the, the the night drills. And then he makes one of the the students get up and quote Shakespeare. Yep. And he flawlessly quotes the St. Crispin's day speech. Yeah. Gets me every time. I love that. I I love that speech. And then the way it's delivered in that movie, I think is amazing.
0: So do you know, Oh, oh, go ahead. Now, do you know what that movie taught me? What? uh what an oxymoron was oh yeah i've heard the term before military intelligence so if you wonder sometimes i had a college roommate really quick who was from the bronx and i was from a holler in eastern kentucky and he yelled at me one night about how did you ever see this that or the other thing and i often think that people said i wasted a lot of my life and there's a good argument to that in movies and tv but mainly movies a lot of my education came from film i concur i just going to give it props. No one told me in a holler what an oxymoron was. I learned it from yeah. Renaissance Man. And I
1: learned it from Renaissance Man as well. I did too. What's well, uh, an oxymoron? It stuck What's with me. What's an oxymoron, right? That's yeah, what it, it is. It stuck
0: right? with me, and I learned yeah. it, and it was there the rest yeah. of my
2: life. Do you know who wrote yeah. that film? No, you know who wrote Renaissance Man? It. Jim Bernstein wrote it. And Jim Bernstein didn't yeah, go on to Fucking ride. Bears. That would be Berenstein. no. He went on, though, oddly enough, to write the third part of a movie that we saw part two of that we talked about last time. After this, the, the credit of having Renaissance Man, which was his first written screenplay that made it to theaters, he was asked to write D3, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, and then after that, he went on to write Nothing I've Heard Of, such as Ruffian from 2007 and Love and Honor that came out in 2013. Currently, however, he is a producer with his last producing credit being a short called Wiener, Please. I'm not we making it up. On. Look up Jim Bernstein,
0: kids. Ask your parents if you can see Wiener, Please. I don't so, remember them damn bears being that religious when I was a kid. Oh, but, well, actually, you know, they're more religious since their kids took over.
2: Uh, Stan really and Jan.
0: My kid got some, and I didn't remember them being that religious.
2: Stan relig- and Jan Bernstein, the original husband wife team that wrote them, if you read theirs, it's like, oh, be good, have decent manners. If you read any of the ones since their children have been writing them, it's God is watching you and you're a sinful, awful. That creature.
0: that that is painfully close. I know you're making a half-hearted joke, but I no, I someone I, gave I, my kid one and I thought I don't remember it being this religious. Anyway, we need to. We're doing 1994. Um, we're not doing so. Bears. 1994. doing cats. You're doing cows. And the the weekend of
2: that that ends I've got religious in June. Bears Uh, The Flintstones do continue to come out on top. That weekend, it made $79 million, which buried everything that came out
0: that weekend. Wow. Boy, that's some good shit. Chad, what do you
1: got? So uh, I only have one movie to mention during that week, Believe during that first week of June. Uh, June 1st, a little movie called Horoscope came out. No clue. It's a a horror anthology, truly. I could not find anything on it, but I thought I would mention it because it's the only – a direct video release that came out that that during that time frame horror scope.
0: There is a direct video. <laughs> There's so many different ways you could take that. I know. <laughs> I saw a trailer for it, and I don't know if it was released, and I've never been able to find it. But the trailer is brazened in my brain, and I've never been able to find the movie. It's called Death Row Game Show in the 80s. anybody ever heard of it? No. All right.
2: But now I never, never heard of it. it. I wrote it with my third grade class
0: death row game show <laughs> come on down can you do what the hell do you learn in third grade i don't know i don't it's, know it's, I, I, the, i'll
2: tell you though every dialogue is a run on sentence and then johnny and kate and susan and
1: bob and hank and went to the cave uh, and i could door i can tell you what i learned in third grade what how to steal from the book fair <laughs> oh my god what a bad person no, no hold on no hold on I did 100% do this in third grade. I stole a I stole a 3D book from the book fair. I got back to my uh, back to my classroom and I looked at it and I felt so horribly sick to my stomach that I went back and put it back on the shelf.
0: So I actually caught either way.
1: I would never have gotten caught, but I did. But I couldn't do it. Well, oh, good it, for you. It's the only time I've tried to steal something my entire life. And
0: then you went on to steal. That's so not true, parts.
2: Chad. That's not true at well, all. Well, your
1: virginity was always going to be mine. I
2: say you still hearts every <laughs> day, not. but you had my to take, t- you had to make, it I was dirty. talking to
1: James.
0: Oh, you had to make it dirty. You still hearts James every day. James gave five of his virginities away. <laughs> no one knows who the true one is.
1: But I got Probably point two. Cow. I got 2.5. Thank you very much. All right, James. What about the next week?
0: Um, Put your hand down. We already know Lefty got it.
1: <laughs> um.
2: June 10th, double clicking your mouse. June 10th, two films came out. I'll start with the one that went on to have the lowest theatrical, as always. I'm excited. City Slickers 2 The Legend of Curly's Gold.
0: Yeah, that's a sequel to a really good movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I sure don't have was. a connection to either one, so I don't know. I oh, never did. I
0: really like City Slickers. Uh, I just can I'm never not, get into it. it. We watched it a lot when I was a kid, and I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen it in a long time. City Slickers is slightly – you know, the most interesting thing, probably out of City Slickers, too, was that City Slickers ruined the friendship between uh, Billy Crystal and oh, – he died. Uh, what was his name? Bill Herman? No. Uh, the guy that um, – John – who repl- who's in City Slickers too? What's his face? John Lovitz. Yeah. Oh, okay. really? John Lovitz replaced him, but the original was, I can't think of his name. The Is Italian it John Kirby? No, Bru- Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby, okay. Bruno Kirby, Kirby right? and uh, Billy Crystal were friends. And sometime during the making of that, they had a falling out when Billy Crystal tried to give him some direction.
1: Man, I love Bruno Kirby.
0: Well, okay. City Slickers too. There you go.
2: Norman. Uh, the movie that buried that and went on to knock off a certain Flintstones is, of
0: course, a movie about how bad public transit is. Speed. Do you know, I saw the commercial, I remember seeing the commercials, having no desire to see that, and then I just blew up. Man. Yeah.
1: I, I was curious about it, but then I saw it and I'm like, damn, this is way better than it ever should be.
0: Yeah, if you're in my, if you, well, why you would be in my basement, but in my storage room, I still have <laughs> the, other than you're trying to get out. In my storage room, I have, it's not, it's the, what they would call a subway poster for Speed that yeah. I got at that time in the 90s. Loved it. It was a great movie. you've, had that fun. you've I haven't had watched that- it in a long time. You've
1: had that hung up wherever you've gone too. I mean, you I've had, had, that in it your I, I had
0: it since that year. I can't remember how I got it. It was either I sent in for it or something, Chad, and I, I don't remember. Right. But again, someone told me a story this week where I helped somebody with concert tickets on Facebook. Did anybody see me get tagged? Yes. Yes. I have no I recollection it. of that James whatsoever. In all fairness,
2: though, don't you, it's not shocking because how many times did we have something, be like, oh, on call,
0: can't go. I actually, it was very sweet. The sweetest thing was Christie's. Right now, it just sounds like something you do. I I didn't remember letting him do installments. I don't remember buying the ticket. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Actually, we should have
2: responded with, yeah, you still owe four installments. I don't know how much (laughs) each was, but I'm waiting
0: for my last four. (laughs) Last four installments. Yeah, I've had that for years. Hmm. So I, like they, I haven't watched it in a long time.
1: I still I've, I've watched it. I've watched it recently. I still like it.
0: Is it still good? Yeah, I tell I, you, I mean, Jeff Daniels is a, it. That movie's just cast really yeah, well. Yeah, it's
1: enjoyable, but you you gotta watch it knowing this plot is silly and some of the lines in it are silly. And 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 Kiefer and Keanu Reeves, man, he's like his acting in it is very cardboard.
0: But so. To me, it's cast really well. Oh, it's cast I, I think perfectly. It's built for piano.
1: Yeah, and it, it gave Sometimes us Sandra Bullock.
0: The bastards. That, yeah, Sandra Bullock's good in that. She was breaking out. Yeah, it wasn't Demolition Man. Wasn't you know? It was Speed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I so, like Speed. All what right. else we
1: got that week, James? That is it. The, the oh. only two major releases.
0: What do you got, Chad?
1: Uh, we're this is June fifth through the eleventh. Sure. Uh, why not? Yeah. Okay, so we have we have uh, we have uh, one art house movie and one uh, less art house. <laughs> um, you all are familiar with the Three Colors trilogy, right?
0: Yes. Red, blue.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, the, re- the uh, June tenth brought us the release of Three Colors White, yep. starring Julie Delphi. Um, um, after his wife's divorce, a Polish immigrant plots to get even with her, which there was a, there was a really great trilogy. And all movies, all the movies were released very cr- close to one another, if I'm not mistaken. I don't
0: think I've ever seen them, actually. I
1: have not seen them either, so I can't talk about them very well. But um, it is a very popular, and each one was named a color, red, white, and blue. Yeah. And it was done, it, they're French movies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then, of course, that same day on June 10th, we have the classic, Ernest Goes to School. I've never seen it. Neither have I. I didn't know there was an Ernest Goes to School. But How there did you not
0: go. know about oh, that one? I, yeah, yeah. Like, Ernest Goes to Africa, Ernest Goes to... I,
1: I, know, I know Ernest Goes to Africa. I know Ernest Rides Again, where he's riding a huge cannon. I never heard of Ernest Goes to School. I
0: think Ernest Rides Again is the last theatrically released Ernest... And it is
1: a painful one to watch, let me
0: tell is you. Is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Wally. We're eventually going to have somebody on to talk about that. We just have to book it. Yes. So what um, do we got
1: the next week, James?
2: We do have. Okay, so hold on. I, oddly enough, my window closed. I hit the wrong button. Uh, but we. By do the way, have, guys,
1: I want. I want. I want to. I want to give you some reassurance. Uh, you're free from me till June 26th. Because <laughs> <Why? laughs> I don't had there was no release. <laughs> Nobody well, was buying movies.
2: Here's what happens: June 15th, a film does get a Wednesday release. Yeah. It is the Lion King.
1: Oh, there you go.
2: uh, It is not the number one movie that weekend. Really? Because, okay, June 15th comes out on Wednesday. On Friday, here's the films that come out. Again, starting with the lowest. You all remember the great film La Rene Margot? No. Okay, no, I don't either. It's a drama. It made uh, 1100000 at the box office. But then we have, of course, the epic film, getting even with dad oh, made God, 18 million 195 000 at the box office but
0: what is the number one movie this weekend wolf i actually saw wolf in the theater that summer that mom took me and uh i thought this is interesting when, when, when's that horror movie gonna break out
2: yeah well it's actually and what uh, it was actually listed originally according to this as a thriller suspense film, they didn't book it as horror.
1: But he yeah. turns into a werewolf. Wolf. Well, and yeah, is the I, anybody else believe it is the lamest werewolf in movie history. You know, by Rick <laughs> no, Baker,
0: have you ever? I seen... Know.
2: Have you ever seen uh,
1: *Werewolf*, the movie that was
2: mocked on *Mystery Science 3000*?
0: No. Is it the it one has where, a, the, where the Mexican dude is dissolving into the werewolf, or the yes throwing the hair on him? Yeah. Yeah, and it's literally that you can tell they just glued hair to this guy's I, face. I've never seen the whole picture, but I've seen that sequence.
2: I have seen the whole picture. I've actually seen it unedited because they the lady they cast it. I guess they told her to try different accents, except she didn't keep the same one. Is that
0: *Unde Werewolf*? So Wolf is is got a a high pedigree.
1: Man, I mean, uh, any movie where the, the the protagonist is Jack Nicholson and the antagonist is James fucking Spader.
0: I know, I I, I agree, and it's directed by uh um uh, Mike Nichols. Yeah, the thing is is that I I never hated it. I thought it was. I, it's got David Hyde Pierce in it too. I forgot about um, that. I later heard Tarantino say a quote, and I thought it was interesting. And this is years ago. I wonder if the mother, if he even remembers it. But he was talking about Hollywood making horror films for people who don't watch horror films. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example. I would
1: agree with that completely because I, I mean, I was, I just found it boring.
0: It's not a bad movie. I, 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 I man, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I never it was, found it boring. It, it was kind of on the same level as
1: the Benicio del Toro uh, werewolf movie for me. Oh, uh, you know what? Though I, do I just like got bored. That one's on
0: flawed. what Would you say? Oh, I like, I like
1: the-, the visuals in in the Benicio del Toro werewolf movie as well. But they got
0: that right. They just screwed up everything else. Everything
1: else, and I felt because when I and and I'm never going to uh, give a uh, oh good lord! I'm never, never going to give, gonna a, give legend, never gonna a legend criticize a legend. I don't know I sorry people I lost my train of thought but I could you I never want to criticize a legend but I seriously I hated that werewolf in 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 wolf I just
0: well basically that, they just gave him fangs and uh and, I, and they made Eyebrows. Him look like wolverine yeah basically they made him look like wolverine all right what's next guys I didn't he uh, came out at number so one. So you said
1: you didn't have anything. So Wolf. Um, no, so Lion King basically did a Little Mermaid. It just stung.
0: That's what Henry. I was about to say. Is this at the time, James, when Disney was still kind of pulling those out, limited release, and then building as they went with those?
2: I, evidently, yeah, because I mean, Lion King opened slow. Yeah. Because I will say, I will out, say, that...
1: <clears> sorry,
2: I get beat out by Wolf. I think Wolf actually opens very strongly, but then Lion King excuse the pun, roars back in and takes it away from Wolf and buries what's going to be the only film scheduled for release on June 24th that they thought would be a pretty major hit.
0: Which is? Wyatt Earp. Uh I saw that in a theater and loved it. Saw it years later and was like, this is boring. Yeah, it's boring. But it has one of the
1: greatest lines in movie history.
0: Which one? Oh, yeah, Kiss My My Rebel. yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, uh, uh, actually, million. that has one of Dennis Quaid's best performances. Problem it does. Is, is, it came out the same year as Tombstone. So, yeah. And but then you,
2: have... the Lion King would go on to make $986 million.
0: Yeah. Cause so. I was
1: going to say, I want to say that about the Lion King because that summer and into the fall, that mo- I, you know, my, I went, I had a, I went, God, what is going on with me today? Uh, in my hometown, it was a very small movie theater and Lion King never went away. It just never, never went. And there were other movies that I wanted to see and they weren't showing them because the Lion King just stuck around. They, um, it was at the back of this uh, outdoor mall. Uh-huh. They had painted all of the windows of that movie theater in the Lion King. Like they actually had an artist paint Lion King uh, murals on the windows. Mm-hmm. And it stayed there the whole freaking summer and into the fall drove me nuts sorry that's my one gripe about the lion king
2: no i mean the lion king does it by by june the week of june 24th through the 30th the lion king is number one at the box office bringing in 142 million dollars
0: wow man it's a good movie i know i know you all probably don't like it as much as i do but i actually think it's probably to me it's disney's best film best oh, hand- and drawn I'm probably film.
2: My experience was, it was probably tainted because my, my sister, right, was young when it first came out, she would have been eight and she watched that movie at least once a day. And I am not over exaggerating that. Once it was out on VHS, she actually wore out two complete VHS. My mother had to buy it a third time. Yeah, yeah it it so it's,
0: it's, it, it's it's really watchable. I just I, I watched have, the opening the other day and it's like, damn.
1: I just didn't have the connection to it that Aladdin did for me.
0: So. But on a uh, and I'm not arguing with you, but I mean on a cinematic level.
1: Oh, on on, on that scope,
0: yeah. That movie's damn near perfect, Chad. Yeah, yeah. That movie's damn near perfect. I I seriously even, watched. You the know they the stole it
1: day. from someplace else. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: Maybe. things happen. Mistakes were made. But watching that opening, it's it's cinema.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and also
2: on top of that, I will say you also have Elton John. Yep. I mean, the songs are, I don't care if you care about the Can You Feel the Love? To, whatever your musical taste is, Elton John manages to put at least one song. Elton John has a writing partner, uh, who I'm blanking on the name of.
1: Yeah, me too. Watch manages, Rocket Man. Yeah.
2: Uh, manages to, is it Barry Toppin? Am I making that name up? Yeah, uh, you're anyway, making it up. Um, they, uh, they put enough music in there that it, you want a fun, upbeat song, great. You want a romantic ballad, oh, there it is you want something that sounds and was authentic to the it's it's there. So yeah. the music I will say the music on that not Bernie Toppen.
1: Bernie Toppen. You were close. I said
2: Barry. Yeah, Dang it. Um, not even close. I will say this uh, Shut up, Joe. Nobody uh, likes to the one
1: and we'll, we'll we'll get off of Lion King and move on, but the one thing that pisses me off about the Lion King other than uh, the story being ripped off um is that they didn't release until years. I mean, we're talking about we're in our thirties people that they finally admitted that the Jeremy Irons song, that the very last note, isn't Jeremy irons. He couldn't hit it. So they got Jim Cummings to come in and do it for him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I know I couldn't have hit it either.
1: I just, I'm just like, Oh, I'm not, and no, you know, that's fine. Well, no, but they no. Never I gave mean, Jim why was Jim's, it a secret? <laughs> they never gave Jim's coming credit for it. I'm just like, ah, by the way, I just want to go back
2: and say the thing about that is, is that every time now I think of Jeremy Irons and it has nothing to do with Lion King. I think of that stupid Family Guy thing where they're like Jeremy Iron brand cereal. It tastes like cardboard. If you're looking
0: for a prize, there is not. All right, boys, we need to get to the next. Yeah, weekend. let's let's get
2: let's get going. Okay, so Lion King, by the way, will keep the box office for only two weeks. I didn't know that. Wow, it only stayed number one for two weeks. But here's why: the next week it's only two releases the week that uh, june 29th has two films premiere um the lowest earning one is a film called little big league
0: uh, makes 12 million dollars in the box office made me the hate the run. minnesota twins i've actually never seen it i actually when i giggled i thought you were saying little giants no um i got a number The number
2: one movie that weekend that goes on to make over $60 million is I Love
0: Trouble. Ooh. Man. I did not know that was a success.
1: Neither did I.
0: I haven't seen it since the 90s, but that was hard to sit through.
1: It was. And they made a big deal about Julia Roberts' brawl.
0: I don't remember that, but it was hard to sit through. That may be Nick uh, Nolte's worst movie.
1: Yeah. Man.
0: Yeah. But um, I haven't in a long time, so.
2: And so that, that, rap, where, dude, it, that wraps up June. Lion King stays number one. What do you got, Chad?
1: All right, so I got to give this a nod be right because back. he. I'm
0: listening to you. I'm just getting soda.
1: Okay, I got to give this one a nod because it is a, <laughs> a, a former guest on our show. Munchie Strikes Back was released on June 29th, directed by Jim Wynorski. And then June thirtieth, "Reflections of a Crime," starring, and I had to bring this one up because of who it stars, Mimi Rogers and Billy Zane. And uh, it's about a woman who uh, falls in love with a man on death row.
0: There you go. That ends June June thirtieth. I hadn't seen Posse. We were talking about Posse Posse with
2: With Mario Van Van Peebles,
0: Peebles. and. um, I've been watching it, and it 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 uh, does not hold up very well. You know the problem with it, other hmm. than they could cut twenty minutes out of it.
1: Hmm.
0: He should have never have casted himself as the lead.
1: Yeah, agree.
0: He should have just directed it. Yep, yeah, I agreed. I agree with that. Uh,
1: Mario Van Peebles, I think, is a very has a has a great skill as a director. I think not he so can act in certain
0: roles, but it, that was not the one he needed. Yeah. Oh, no. sorry,
1: sorry. Let's not get Joe talking about Solo, people. He will go on and on about Solo. I
0: haven't seen it in a long time, and I don't know that I've ever seen all of it. So anyway, James. What happened the actually, first week? I actually did misspeak. Actually, Lion King did
2: come back June, uh, July 1st through the 7th. So going into July, I've already, spoiler alert, none of these films will premiere and beat Lion King, which does hold on to number one at the box office. But here's the films that come out uh, July the first week of july july one is a friday and here's the films that come out start with the lowest earning so another one chad's gonna talk about of course i talk about the great adventure film baby's day out i, I don't oh my god eh, no i'm good
0: no no okay
2: how about this one because i want both of y'all to know we don't have such wonderful things in dublin it
0: should have been called john hughes cash a check
2: yeah man uh, that we,
1: movie's terrible
2: I do remember, I think Dairy Queen is the one that had a toy tie-in with Baby's Day Out, of all places.
0: I don't think Dairy that movie Queen. would get made today, but keep going. Um, the,
2: uh, the But also on July 1st, the second highest-grossing film goes on to make $30 million. Is of course, and again, my favorite line from it, we don't have such wonderful things in Dublin. The best Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> Irish accent. I refer, of course, to Blown, blown away. away. Blown
0: Away with Jeff Bridges. That is such an odd movie. (laughs) It's an odd movie that's directed by Stephen. Oh, I can't think of his name. He directed Nightmare on Elm Street 5. It's got Lloyd Bridges uh, as well. Yeah. Um, It's got some great visuals. If I'm not
1: mistaken, that that was Lloyd Bridges' last movie. Is it really? I could be mistaken. I thought that was his last movie. Is Mafia not his last movie? Oh, maybe it was Mafia. Yeah, he would
0: have worked after that, I think. Stephen Hopkins, Joe. Stephen Hopkins. Predator 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's correct.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty movie, it's just not very good.
1: Forrest Whitaker's in it.
0: Yeah, oh, I, mean, I am mistaken. Great he,
1: yes, uh, actually, uh, meet, Meeting Daddy was Lloyd Bridge's last film.
0: <laughs> it's an interesting way to talk about meeting God, but sure, I was about to say the same thing, but keep going.
1: All right, and then the final movie for this weekend, and I never realized how wait, hold this, uh, hold on, that can't be right. Meeting Daddy 2000. Lloyd Bridges died in 1998. <laughs> it could have been a delayed release, man. So if that's the case, Mafia was his last movie.
0: Yeah. Vincent Price made movies 20 years after he was dead. That's true. I mean, it was many, many years they were still coming um, to Price shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If I could get him to come back and do a couple more, we'd finally get that Raven too. Anyway. Um, still Joe's Raven.
1: Eating. Joe's eating.
2: I know he muted himself though. I don't so know, know what you're
0: t- talking about. Sorry, <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. I haven't eaten since like an hour The <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you, people? He hasn't Man. eaten anyway, in
1: 55 minutes, folks. His carbs are down. <laughs> the
2: highest grossing movie. I've got to thinking of my blood sugar. The highest grossing movie of this weekend, which does not get number one because, like I said, Lion King sticks around, is actually a, a movie I do enjoy and Joe will make fun of me for. What evil lurks in the hearts of men? Dude, um, I'm right there
0: with you. Know. I'm right there with you. The thing is, it's pretty. It's Russell McCahey, It's got a great cast, but that is one flawed-ass movie.
1: That villain... The the big problem I have with it is the villain.
2: You know the original way that movie was going to end, and they reshot it because it it leaked, and people are already saying, oh, it's Batman. What's that? The original ending to the movie was that he was going to actually throw Genghis Khan off a building, and he was going to fall to his death. And, And it leaked. And actually, Wizard the Guide to Comics, which was the big comic book magazine at the time now online only uh that being said they leaked it in their uh uh, comics of screen article which they did monthly which i loved. and it uh they they leaked it and they were like so it's like batman and so that's actually and i actually think the the ending that they did instead where he gets the glass through his head and oh you know it only has it would only affect you if you actually believed in psychic phenomena I that's a much cooler ending because he left him alive he's a little bit more heroic because he leaves the villain alive but he takes away all his power
0: right i i need to go back and watch it gentlemen i just in the 90s no you Um, don't i was not i didn't get it
2: it's got a great cast so you're right alec
1: baldwin ian mckellen
0: yeah
2: um peter boyle uh oh penelope uh, ann
1: miller tim curry I mean, uh, Jonathan Winters is in it. Peter, yeah. I mean, you said Peter Boyle, so yeah. I mean, it, the list, of the people in that movie are amazing. It's just, it's flawed. It's 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 a good popcorn cartoon movie, is what it is. But well, again, the
2: Shadow is is a classic character they could still do
0: something with. Like I, I want to say, the issue show. is is how many people remember the Shadow.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing was Sam Raimi wanted to do that movie.
0: That's what Darkman.
1: Was. And that's what became Darkman because they wouldn't let him do it.
2: Oh, and, and Joe's favorite character that we're not allowed to talk about anymore, Max Ride, is in it as the museum owner or manager. Is he? I don't remember that. Don't remember oh yeah that. yeah, no, he has the entire thing where he's like, I don't know where all this stuff came from. He's in it for maybe, maybe a minute and a half. Oh, okay. I
1: remember now. Yeah. Remember?
2: At the yep. museum. All right. But anyway, so that I was, was the number one. Band. The number one movie that was released that weekend i am was surprised it opened at
1: number one i didn't know it opened at number it one.
2: it didn't open lion king overshadowed it. it was just the highest grossing of oh, the new releases gotcha
1: happened. okay
2: and that's what we got that's anything for the week ending in july one there chad nope all right next we weekend two, guys we get two oddly enough not wednesday releases thursday releases um we get LaFroid. Which made forty one thousand dollars at the box office. I know nothing about. Is it called IQ in America? No. <laughs> the other good. film comes out. It's called. No, actually, uh, yeah, it's it's Forrest Gump. I don't know if um, you ever heard about Forrest Gump, but it came it, out. Did it is limited release as well. I must have, but it did go on to be the number one movie that weekend. It's what
1: knocked out the Lion King. Am I the only one who doesn't give a shit about Forrest Gump? I never did like it.
2: I like it. Okay. i like it but i i i don't love it like i know some people are and i can remember if you all remember when the movie came out i remember teachers got those posters for their walls that had all the force the Gumpisms on them yeah. i mean my english teacher had that on the wall and i was always like okay it's a, it's an interesting i didn't see it till it came out on bhs but i'm like it's an interesting film it's a fun movie I just, uh, yeah it's I just, just find great it too- when people die
0: it's a really yeah. good it's a really good performance from tom hanks it's a fun movie good performance from gary it's a solid movie uh but out of their collaborations and what i mean by him and zemeckis i prefer castaway castaway is the one that pulls at my heartstrings. i i agree 100 because castaway to me has one of the best uh to me i know it's not casablanca and i would get the shit kicked out on me by film school student and someone would say i'm just being overly sentimental but castaway has one of my favorite movie endings of all time yes yeah, see,
2: Castaway doesn't strike me that way either
0: i, I and I, I just doesn't it have has that one of my on favorite it really james it's one of my yeah it,
1: yeah uh, i'm, I'm, I'm with joe i
0: know it's i know it's overly simplistic but it's one of my favorite movie endings of all time
1: i'm with joe on this one as well about castaway but i do not agree with forrest gump i just could not even as a kid even even at that age i should have liked and I'm, and I'm a huge robert Zemeckis fan I just could not get into it, even though Tom Hanks is amazing. So is Gary Sinise. So is uh, Robin Wright Penn or Robin Wright, good. I guess. They're all good. Just I couldn't get Robin. Uh, oh, I'm forgetting it. Mikhail Williamson. Uh, I think that's his name or something like that. Anyway,
0: next. I like it. So I'm the only bonehead. Oh, my God. Who likes Forrest Gump?
2: I mean, I like it. I. It's just not. I, I, I think that it's a I'm with you. It's a solid film. But I don't know if it's if twenty years from now people will look back on it as anything other than. Well,
0: now we've got. I mean, unless spoiler alert, it won Best Picture. It won and you know, all the awards.
1: And in all fairness, here's how historically inaccurate it was. When he shows Lyndon B. Johnson his ass, we all know what would have happened. Lyndon B. Johnson would have whipped out his, his and said, "Big
0: dick, you can his, say it. It's our show. We can literally say almost anything we want." You can have all the big dicks you want, Chad.
1: I'm sorry. I don't work blue.
0: <laughs> well, that's racist because blue dicks matter. <laughs> if, if, I almost said Captain Metropolis, but that's not who it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joe still hasn't got over the Smurf herpes he's got.
0: <laughs> I was By the way, okay. More, so I, saw, I, I was trying to say Dr. Manhattan and all was coming to my mind was Captain Metropolis. <laughs> I Doctor you had Captain have Planet, a big blue dick, you can too, Chad. I thought
2: you were going with Captain Planet for some reason. I was concerned. He can
0: also have a big blue dick. Big blue dicks for everyone. All right, what's next?
1: Well, uh, uh do you have anything that weekend, Chad? We're yeah. on July we're on the weekend of July Here's 9th. Grump. Right? James, are we on the week of July 9th?
2: Um He don't know. July 6th is when Forrest Gump came out. So yeah, I guess technically that would be the next Wednesday, right? So yeah, yeah. it'd be the Wednesday. Okay, On
1: July 8th, we got Pentathlon starring Dolph Lundgren. Uh, An Olympic gold medalist escapes to freedom in the U.S. only to be tracked down by his sadistic ex-coach. And Ah. see, this is interesting because Dolph Lundgren at the time was actually a pentathlete. Next
0: um, Dolph Lundgren is an interesting cat.
1: He really is. He's and, a and really but, smart
0: dude. Bloody brilliant.
1: And, uh, you know, real quick, people, if you haven't yet, if you don't know this, look up Dolph Lundgren and his relationship with Grace Jones. <laughs> it is fascinating, people. And also right. the person who uh decided to rob his house, and there was a large photo of him in there scared the bejesus out of the robber and he ran for the hills.
0: Yeah, yeah, he beat the shit out of Aquaman. <laughs> Keep going. I don't remember the movie.
1: He didn't beat the shit out of Aquaman. He beat him
0: up. My version, he beat him up. James, what well, we got the okay. next week? Okay, July
1: 13th, which is, I guess, the next Wednesday. We do get a Wednesday release. And I'm going to say Joe's favorite movie of the summer came out this week.
0: Teaser. Uh, uh, <laughs> what?
2: July thirteenth, the Wednesday, we do get a Wednesday release. It's another animated film, a troll in Central Park, <sighs> featuring, of course, the great Dom DeLuise. I never. And seen not it. much else. The I couldn't do it. Um, it's a Bluth film, It's All Bluth right. and, and uh and his partner, who was his partner, It's Bluth and his partner. Anyway, I love um, Dom
1: Bluth films, but I just couldn't do this one. No,
2: I, I I don't. It's the one I know the least about as well. Yeah, July fifteenth being the next. Weekend being actual Friday release, I didn't realize how loaded this was. First, I don't know if this is a movie you were going to talk about, Chad. That is Joe's all-time favorite film. Uh, the the drama, and oddly enough, it only made one million three hundred fifty-nine thousand at the box office. I refer to, of course, the f- drama called Spanking the Monkey. <laughs>
0: I've seen it. It's not a bad movie.
1: I didn't know that was directed by David O. Russell.
0: Yeah, that's David O. Russell's first film. Uh, funny enough, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. Not only was it an independent uh, film, if you've never seen it, check it out if you're a David O. Russell fan. He ends up having sex with his mom, spoiler alert, because he's, he's having, it's a long story. It's an odd movie.
1: It's very weird.
0: Uh, but it's a good movie. He actually uh, shot commercials for the hotel chain that put him up so that that would cover part of the budget.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that part of it.
0: So they could put the cast crew up. He shot the commercial for the hotel that did that put him up. I don't mm. know. It's just stuck in my head. But yeah, Spanking the Monkey. Check it out. Uh have some fun, Spanking the Monkey. And no, that wasn't my that wasn't my pick, James. So, so you oh, know. I'm
2: sorry. Well, the next movie that made three million during its entire box office run was Me Vida Loca.
0: Uh, everybody has a crazy life. Keep going.
2: Uh and then I didn't know this, this came out this weekend, I'll be honest, against the movie it did come out against. Angels in the Outfield.
0: Came so out that was a success,
2: conditions. right? It was. I mean, it made $50 million against a budget that was not $50 million. It got actually three sequels that
3: mm-hmm, were yeah.
2: direct-to-video. Angels in the Outfield 2, which starred David uh, Alan Greer as an angel. And then Angels in the End Zone, which had Christopher Lloyd come back, this time as a football angel. And I'm forgetting the third sequel. But that's all that matters. You get Lloyd back and you get David Allen Greer. Um yeah. went on to make fifty million though, but yes, which was well above its budget and became kind of a sleeper hit for Disney.
1: I gotta be honest with y'all, I still I'd actually do like Angels in the Outfield. Oh no, I actually have it on D V D I've never yeah. seen
0: it.
2: I it still is, get
1: I still get choked up at the end.
2: Yeah, I mean Joe, in all fairness, now if you've seen the original Angels in the Outfield, this isn't it. The black
0: and white film.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, I've
0: just never seen it. I've never it seen is, uh, I'll it. I'll
2: be honest. It's, it's, uh, um, <laughs> let me just be contrarian. Uh, I prefer it over Castaway. It has oh. a lot of heart. It has a lot of
1: heart.
0: I mean, a, I, I, oh, would I, admit,
1: I, go I wouldn't go that far. But I yeah. would, uh, you've got to admit, the it has, is, it is. I would
0: defend Castaway heart. knowing that I know, saying that it's, I know it's overly sentimental. Well, I, no, I, I said that just to get a response,
2: but I will admit, Angels in the Outfield, to Chad's point, has more heart than I ever thought it would have. And yeah, it it actually, doesn't, pulled that the last kind of scene in it, when it's near the end, and Christopher Lloyd, without giving the film away to anybody that has seen, when he tells the kid basically that, about what's going to happen with Tony Dance's character, that is a heart, and then he does it anyway. Like yeah, it's just something about that scene where it's like, well, that's what's meant to be.
1: And it's rough, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good rough though. It's it's just, yeah. It's it's emotional. I I I, I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out I'm, sometime.
2: It, it literally it has no right to affect me the way that it does. But every time I watch it, I'm like, God, that's a good ending. Yeah, I can't. And it's a Disney. Yeah. I mean, it's a Disney ending, but it is not. It doesn't pull a punch.
1: No. I agree with you, I, James. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm James. I can't believe we've never had this conversation. We're doing it uh, live on tape. Oh my
0: god, they are finally getting their <laughs> have, periods at the same time. I lost
1: time. it. I, I hey, I, the man Ro- lost his 2.5 virginity to me, so you know,
2: we have been the Ross and Rachel of Bonehead, will they or won't they? And here we did. Here it um, is, the
0: minces. The, <laughs> You can both sit on buckets and hold each other's hands.
1: Oh, Lord. Really? There goes our five. The movie that comes
2: along and knocks out Forrest Gump, the number one box office this weekend, does knock out Forrest Gump, is, of course, True Lies.
1: Uh,
2: True Lies uh, is what opens up against... I forgot can we just
1: lies, can we just head. all agree that i would love to see james cameron go back to that type of movie just
0: once wouldn't that be great yes yes anything but freaking avatar i'm fine if he wants to produce his little avatar sequels that's great i wish he would make one standalone film but I, according to him everything he wants to say or do in filmmaking he can do in a avatar movie for the rest I just of don't lives.
1: get it i just i just want a good popcorn action film from james cameron again i miss the that james cameron
0: that, well, you ain't funny. Gonna get it. that movie's funny funny That's yeah hilarious
1: tom arnold's best film and if he didn't if he didn't knock it home there we would have never got the classic that is mikhail's navy or carpool or carpool joe or the stupids Oh, I was—I was trying to remember what that movie was. Yeah, this dude. I've never seen it. I've Neither have I. I just
2: remember the commercial where I've never he does—where uh, he does. Uh, I'm my own grandpa. as part of the song, as yep. part of the ad for it. Yeah, uh, I remember the commercial, but I don't remember anything um, So that's it. True Lies comes out number one that weekend, knocks out
1: Forrest Gump. All right. So July thirteenth, we saw two movies actually get released. Um, the first one, Back in Action, start, and I can't believe. This was the only movie I found from this actor in this t- in this year, starring Billy Blanks <laughs> of Tybo fame. Uh, you know who he was who uh his uh, Murtaugh was to his rigs? No. Roddy Piper. <laughs> uh
0: oh Rowdy And Roddy. then
1: of and then of course I teased it. Joe's favorite movie from 1994 was also released on July 13th. The Great Bikini Off Road Adventure.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of it.
1: Let let me read the plot. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, please do. Oh, gentlemen, an ancient American Indian burial ground is threatened by an evil real estate developer. When the owner of the land, who runs a local, who runs a local off road jeep tour company, has trouble Love with his it. business, has trouble with his business. His beautiful niece and her crew of beautiful friends take over the Jeep tours and attract businesses and save the day the old-fashioned way by taking their tops off during the tours they are leading.
0: Love it. <laughs> so love it.
1: How did that not
2: get... That's, 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 that's Capra. That's modern-day Capra right there.
0: Love it.
1: Oh, get so tell got you, next week?
0: why don't you... Speaking of Capra, you know, go watch Lost Horizon. I say, fuck that. That movie sucked. <laughs> I love... Baby booby, what is it called again?
1: (laughs) The great the great bikini off-road adventure.
0: But it doesn't sound like they kept their bikinis on. So shouldn't it be the great boob off-road adventure? No, start with the
1: bikini on and then it comes off. And
0: then actually, but you're only waiting for it to come off. No,
2: no, no, no. You you're misinterpreting the film. The film then goes to one of those like French New Wave films where you actually follow See, they take their bikini off and then they throw it, and then you follow the bikini. You don't follow the woman, like you the red it. balloon. Yeah, and then you follow
1: what happens to but it. But you know, you've you've got a, there's ninety nine of those. A, a bear, oh. a bear wears it for a while. Oddly enough, I
0: just watched it. the red balloon a few months ago, and it's it's only forty five minutes, and it's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's, it's it's so sad. It really is good.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right, are we are we ready to go back? Oh Giviny
0: Christmas. I'm so we, ready to get the taming. July twentieth,
2: we get one Wednesday release. And it actually I didn't know it never became number one because I remember it being a big deal. The client.
0: That was never number one. Never number wow. one. That's directed by Joel Schumacher. That's uh that was it made a it big ton of money. It made it that was a big hundred and
2: seventeen million dollars. And it was never it, number one. No, because leaders? it came out. And it came out, and that so that was a Wednesday release. Well, guess what comes out Friday? What? Two films that also never going to see number one. A new version of Lassie, which made nine million nine hundred forty-two thousand dollars. I have no recollection of that. And then a movie that only made another movie that only made six million dollars that should have made more. North. (laughs) What happens? What happens is Forrest Gump knocks out True Lies and reclaims number one at the box office. Huh. And and actually, and Client never has a shot. Because it's True Lies, it's it's Forrest Gump is number one, True Lies maintains number two, and the Client is a sleeper at number three that just keeps building.
0: I don't know how much we should talk about North. That's probably Rob Reiner's. Uh, there's a lot, there's a, that's a there's almost a whole upset of Bonehead to unpack there of what went wrong. Can, can, uh, uh,
1: I, I had to pull it up real quick. Can we uh, I just want to reference uh, Roger Ebert's uh, review of, North. of of this movie. Uh, I have no idea why Rob Reiner or anyone else wanted to make this story into a movie. <laughs> North is one of the most unpleasant, contrived, artificial, cloying experiences I've had at a movie. To call it manipulative would be inaccurate. It has an ambition to manipulate but fails. Now hold on. Here's how he ends his review of North. I hated this movie. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hated this movie. Hated it. Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant audience insulting moment of it. Hated the sensibility that thought anyone would like it. Hated the implied insult to the audience of by its belief that anyone would be entertained by it.
0: But but it's not a good movie. Roger Ebert likes Bond turns into a drama.
2: Right, did, did he say whether or not he liked it by the end?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but, pick up. But I, how does it end? <laughs> Roger Ebert hated North, gave Spawn a pass.
2: Oh, no, there's, entire, there's an entire thing about which movies. I mean, and Leonard Malton gets called out a lot too. What where he at the time said something was good, and then people have called him out for it later, going, Wait a second, because he gave Leonard something.
0: Malton was never Roger Ebert.
2: No, no, but I'm just saying all of them,
0: and they've are all guilty. been wrong. But no, yeah, Leonard Walton was never Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert loved cinema. Whereas, and, uh, Rose Leonard Malton,
2: and Rose whereas Leonard Walton just
0: loved cinema. Most people don't know that. I, it's not. I guess that sounded like I was shitting on Leonard Walton. I've never met him, but I think the dedication was more in Roger Ebert's. So.
1: Um, I will say this: the uh, the screenwriter of North, uh, he did a great pot interview on uh, Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. Oh, really I had to listen to. That. Yeah. And he says that he still has Roger Ebert's that last line of Roger Ebert's review uh, in his wallet, and he tells a very interesting story of running into Roger Ebert in a bathroom after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, did the movie come out the way he wrote it? Oh yes. Okay. Well then, I. I was yeah, about he, to say, did Rob Reiner screw him or just... Nope, no, that's how the movie realize, was
2: written. Do you realize we got both the movie Clifford and North in one year? What are the odds?
0: Alan's Weeble. Honestly, Alan's North is another one of those that has an all-star cast.
1: Yep. And oh. uh, Joe, you would like Alan, You know Alan's Weeble from his other movies, uh, Dragnet. <laughs> I love Dragnet. Yeah, me too. I'm not I'm not criticizing, but uh yeah, he's a uh, but he's mostly a TV writer. But yeah, he's still uh listen to the Gilbert Gottfried episode with Alan Stewart and man, they really talk about north.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, uh, so no, <laughs> no just Nets, fyi, that's one of those movies that was a big hit that nobody remembers. Or at yeah. least fyi,
1: Forrest
2: Gump well. is Forrest Gump maintains number 1. Knocks out True Lies. Forrest Gump maintains number 1. And that right. leads us to the weekend of July 29th. Unless Chad has something. Nope. All right. Weekend of July 29th, we get the releases of da da da. Um, I'll do them in reverse order. Black Beauty makes four million five hundred thousand in its entire run.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Barcelona makes seven million dollars. It could happen to you makes 37 million to that's 000.
1: nick cage right really nick fine, cage
2: that's the one that was originally called uh cop gives waitress two million dollars yeah. or whatever
1: and of course that just not only is it okay so that's movie based on yeah. a true story Based, yeah it's based or no let's say inspired by that's yeah. what I'm, that's yeah. that's the really go-to when you know a bio picks a piece of shit when it says inspired by um but uh yeah no uh, again not only does that I'm not a fan of that movie but it proves that I will watch anything with Bridget Fonda in it. So
0: go ahead. Um, Next, and it, then, there's worse. There I, is worse. I, that's that's one of those nice Saturday afternoon catch it on TV if you've never seen it. Yeah. The the, the movie that comes Lopez.
2: out this weekend that does become number 1 in the box office at box office and knocks out Forrest Gump is of course Smoking
0: because it's The Mask. Uh,
1: oh. Still love that movie.
0: Okay. So we've talked about how I didn't care for Ace Ventura. I also no. didn't like The Mask. Now, I wonder if I'd like it now.
1: Doubt it. Do you like Texas? you have no soul and are dead
0: inside. I don't want to hear it. You don't even like fireworks, shotguns, or, or crowds. One of those yeah. I'm not allowed to do anymore.
1: You, you forgot concerts.
0: Yeah, you don't like those either. You don't no, like America. But so, I love the
1: mask. I do, by the way, the mask,
2: I, it did go on to make $351 million. Oh,
0: yeah. huge hit. I can't, you know, I still, that they never got a sequel with Jim Carrey in it. That's another one that fought. Well, he on used me. to not do sequels. I mean, that used to be his claim that
2: he didn't do, like, he would be in a sequel that he wasn't in the first one, see Batman films, but he didn't want to do sequels. To his own work, for a week. he got but the he, check.
0: He's famously that was his first ten million dollar check was to do the mask too, and it didn't work out. He's talked about it because he put yeah. that check into his father's coffin, was... right, Chad? Yep. Yeah, that's
1: right. Was it the mask too? I thought that was the cable guy.
0: I don't know. I thought it was the mask too. That he was going to get ten million dollars. Doesn't matter. I just i don't know it's one of those how Man, did you leave that money on the broadcast. table how did you not get that done
1: yeah i don't know but uh, and, uh the one thing i think uh, we we should talk about about the mask because again i am a huge fan of the mask. i,
0: I, I sorry my internet's a little buzzy
1: i did it out. i own the, the movie uh, i still would love to see a mask based on the actual comic book that's that's all i want to say but that we'll move on because we're, we're we're still only in july but yeah the mask comic number. book is so different from the movie
0: yeah
1: and i still don't know how they got the movie and turned it they looked at the comic book and turned the movie into that but
2: you, the, you know what the mo- what the mo- that movie's closer to than the comic book is and the other movie that's not the mask two son of the mask
1: no that, that movie yeah, that's not
2: at all like the comic i mean the first one's much more like the comic than that is. But, yes, neither one of them really knocked it out of the park as far as being a purely faithful adaption.
1: Well,
2: that brings us to August. Unless oh, you got anything, Chad? I
1: got two. We oh, got to talk about oh. uh, the Empire Strikes Back of the kickboxer series.
0: Hold on. For, I'm having – the, the aggressor – i'm going to stop my video for a second because my the internet's being sluggish so go ahead
1: okay uh and then july 27th we i I want to mention this one because again friend of the show who we hope to have back uh, at some point the lurking fear directed by c courtney joiner was released on july 27th oh yeah uh The town of Lefferts Cunt Corners has been plagued by unearthly beings for decades, and now there's only a few people left, including the local priest and woman traumatized by the death of her sister. I didn't know that that a a Lovecraft. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, it is a Lovecraft story. Loosely. 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 Yeah. Loosely. All right. So,
2: what do we got the next week, guys? We get two Wednesday releases, August 3rd. And, and obviously, we got August 5th releases. But all of these, with the exception that, well, okay, two two of the four that came out this week between Wednesday and Friday did pretty well. The two that came out August 3rd are Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, yep. and Clear and Present Danger. Guess which one made more money?
0: All right. Here, I'm going to shit on two Harrison Ford films. I had never liked him as Jack Ryan, and I don't like either one of those Jack Ryan movies. Neither do I. I don't I think they're boring. I don't like that or Patriot Games. Never got into it. Uh,
1: I'm right th- I never I'm right there with you. I think I Alec Baldwin's a better
0: a better Jack Ryan. I think uh Ben Affleck's movie was better than both of those.
1: And I haven't seen the Josh Krasinski one as well. So I, I, I haven't don't...
0: watched that either. But um, I never watched the one with Captain Kirk, but Oh, Chris Pine, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um
2: well that's all that was a Wednesday. And then the Friday releases the best film that has the line and part of our uh, ransom or part of our demands are we want a copy of Moby Dick. the book or the movie. oh they made a book about that movie. Airheads I refer to Airhead. It's airheads. Made that's, five million dollars at the box office. That is
1: another one of those goofball comedies that I enjoy thoroughly.
2: I didn't know it came out against the Little Rascals, and the Little Rascals actually made sixty-six million during its. The Little
0: Rascals episode. was uh, directed by oh uh, shit, Wayne's World. Is it Amy yeah. Heckerling?
1: Yes, that's correct.
2: Uh, um, just FYI, uh, Clear and Present Danger owns this weekend. Becomes eh. number one at the box office, knocks out The Mask, even though it didn't make as much as a Mask, but it was it actually owned the box office for the next 2 weeks. Yeah. This this week and the next week. So there you go. Okay,
1: moving on. What's the next week, James? Uh
2: we move to August 10th. There's a Wednesday release on August 10th and that is a film that now has a cult following, The Adventures of Priscilla,
0: Queen of the Desert. It's a good movie. Right. I mean, it doesn't dollars. have the cast of Airheads.
1: No. no,
0: Airheads has one of those all-star Oscar-winning cast. Actually, Airheads does have a great cast, but it does have a great. Cast. But by I, the way, the, the, I, every time I think of
2: Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, it reminds me, and nobody may get this, but there's an episode when Drew Carey started doing the dance off at the beginning of the episodes and stuff. Yeah, he did one episode where it ended with a dance off, and he and 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 his crew dressed up to go see a midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show, but they canceled Rocky Horror Picture Show and replaced it with Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, as a midnight showing. And Mimi, (laughs) great character, uh, is there to see that. And they have a dance-off where they do the time warp and she does something from Adventures of... I I can't remember that film without remembering that sitcom scene because I saw the Drew Carey Show episode before I ever saw Adventures of... Anyway, uh, that Friday we get three films... None of them, we already know, are going to be number one because I've already said clear and present danger. In reverse order of success, total box office, the next Karate Kid Ugh. makes uh, $15 uh, almost $60
0: million. Is that, that That's the one with Hilary Swank, right? That is Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank, who's a fantastic actress, but I don't need to see another Karate Kid.
1: I, that was one of those movies, again, my brothers who would watch anything with martial arts made me watch, and I, it was painful. Just utterly, just... Painful. Well, it made 15 million 851 during its entire box
2: office. Corinna Corinna <laughs> makes 20 million dollars <laughs> at the entire box office. Gray of, Liotta
1: and will be Goldberg. Goldberg
2: of the new releases. That it, uh, and again, obviously, again, clear and present danger. But the number one new movie that week is, of course, a classic comedy. Um, the Paulie Shore film in the Army Now. Oh my God! Will go on to make twenty eight million dollars. Actually, so, almost twenty nine.
0: Guys, million. I hate Paulie Shore. Joe, I
2: yeah, don't I hate, hate Poly
0: Shore too.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't hate him. Have you seen that Goofy movie? He's good in that.
1: Oh so, no, he's not, James. What no, Goofy they,
0: movie? A Goofy a goof- movie. He's in a goofy movie. He's the yeah, one that he... makes the leaning tower of cheese. I've never off. seen a goofy movie. You should. It's a good movie. It's a good it? movie.
2: Actually, it's one of Dana's favorite.
0: Especially Power now line. that you have, now that you have a son, you want to watch introduced him. him to things that are important. I'm trying okay. to think of something important. I'm trying. Uh, but to anyway, no, I didn't. I, I didn't know it made almost thirty
2: million, million dollars. I didn't know it was that big of a hit.
0: Neither did I. I mean, Pauly Shore was a movie star, guys, for a while. He was on. Um, Oh shit, the really famous podcaster. Why do I always forget Joe Rogan? He's on Joe Rogan. He was, he, it was, I I thought he was being honest because his mom owned the comedy store. He grew up, he grew up in comedy. Um, Did they lose the comedy store? uh, There's a long story there of who and no, no. I
2: just, I mean, I know for a while he did a thing called Saving the Store and it was actually a show. No, the comedy store
0: was doing big business right before COVID. It probably is more. Joe Rogan was still doing sets there. Yeah. Even after all said and done, he had practiced his material. So he talked about that being a movie star was actually the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but I appreciate him being honest. You know how some people yeah. are talking about, oh, well, the fame and blah, 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 blah. He said it was amazing. Yeah. And he was. There was about, what, three or four years there? Oh, oh man, he what? Was, I mean, he was yeah. A
2: uh, you get Encino Man, you get in the Army mm-hmm. now, you get Biodome, you get uh, the a Goofy movie. I mean, like Disney it. films, he was in, yeah, he was all over the place. Uh, uh, Son-in-law. Son law. Was
0: Son-in-Law Son the big one? Son-in-Law was the big one. Is that the big yeah. one? Yeah. And it had
1: Carla Gugino. Mm. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen in one film, people.
0: That's a, I, I'd never seen it until about a few months ago, and I caught the last, somebody in my house was watching it. <laughs> was it me? Te-
2: Take the controller away from Quinn. He's too young for that noise.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I didn't uh, even know the guy was an RA, and so that was the closest oh, yeah. I could come to it. So anyway, what's next?
1: You got so, anything for that week, Jed? Oh, yes. Uh, so Clear and Present Danger was number one that week, but I don't know how this movie did not beat it out. Uh, Cracker Jack came out on August 8th, starring Thomas Ian Griffith, Natasha Kinski, and Christopher Plummer. A cop on vacation at a mountain resort comes to the rescue when the resort is taken over by violent criminals.
0: Okay, in defense of that movie that I'm sure sucks, or I'm assuming. I thought you
1: were getting ready to tell me you like, you've seen that and you like. I've it. never
0: seen it. That the cast is good. Thomas Ian Griffith is one of those people I'd ever think uh, who I think could have been somebody. It never happened.
1: Yeah, I'm, but I uh, man that movie. I don't. I, I I would like to see it, just, but I, at the same time, it's one of those ones. I don't know if I could do it.
0: Oh, I'm sure you could. I mean, just you have that in Blind Fury.
1: Joe, I watched Blind Fury this week. Did you really? Yes. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing.
0: So that bad, huh?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Seriously, it is good. I, you, you'd probably shit on it. But no, James,
0: Blind Fury's good. What are you looking at going to James for? It. He's the same asshole that put Doctor in front of his name to be pretentious on because Zoom. Because me and James
1: like good movies. No, I'm not
0: they like the, the Oh, James the likes, movies, the well-reviewed well-reviewed likes good movies. The well-reviewed
1: movies. But no, Blind right. Rucker Hauer is great in that. I it's it's just entertaining. I defended
0: Rucker Hauer and just, in Split Second to somebody the other day. Probably Split you. Second. Is hold a, on,
1: hold on. You can criticize you you can cr- go with Split Second, but you can't give him a pass for Blind Fury. Watch I
0: Split. haven't seen it in a long time.
1: All it's, I said was, "Is it any good?" It's on Amazon Prime for free. Watch it, you bitch.
0: You're a bitch, you bitch. Kids, kids, you you both are.
2: You both are. It's okay. Are we ready? Can I talk again?
3: James
2: August (laughs) nineteenth. I I know Joe's gonna or Chad's gonna have something to say about the lowest uh, this weekend. Oh, this this is oh no. August nineteenth, making seven million. No, making seven million three hundred ninety-five during his entire theatrical run. It's a comedy
0: blank man. <laughs> okay. God damn. I told, you. <laughs> I told you. He was that guy on. made one. So is that's Mike. Uh it's directed by Mike. What's his last name?
1: I'm blanking.
0: Oh. Oh, this like he's blanking. He, he, he directed he directed my favorite movie with Sam Raimi as a supporting character, Indian Summer. Oh. Uh, Same guy. Yeah.
1: Uh oh man. Mike Binder. Uh, Mike, Mike Binder,
0: Biden. he also created that in "A Mind of a Married Man. It was a show on HBO for a while, too. Okay, if you take
1: Blank Man and you view it from the eyes of a 19, 1960s Batman film. Okay, oh, it's still flawed, but I like it, goddammit.
0: <laughs> I don't remember anything about it. I, I still... Some odd reasons never really connected to Damon Wayne's. so...
2: Oh, by the way, oddly enough, Mike Binder, you know what he just recently directed?
0: No. No.
1: The
2: TV miniseries documentary, The Comedy Store, including the episode Joe Rogan Returns. Well,
1: because Mike Binder was oh, a... Oh, you know, fan. I had
0: just DVR'd that because I had a free Showtime, and I got the one uh, episode. I didn't know he directed that. That's awesome. Well, Mike, Mike Binder, Binder is a stand-up comedian. Well, Mike Binder directed a uh, movie I liked a lot with Kevin Costner, and it's like in The Company of Men or something. No, I... And uh, I can't think she's a great actress. Who's the actress, guys, from uh, Face Off, The Wife? Oh, ooh. Oh, fan, just an Academy Award winning actress. What is her name? She's in that. And her husband disappears and Kevin Costner helps her. It's a good movie if you ever get a chance to watch it. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it. If somebody has Mike Binder pulled up, it's right there. What? Uh, uh, uh Joan it? Allen. Joan Allen, yeah. Yeah, he also did.
1: Um, uh, no, I'm not. I can't talk great about this. I hate the Sex Monster. I'm sorry. Never mind.
0: I've never seen that, but
1: but he did right write Rain on. Over Me, which is another one of those Adam Sandler
0: movies that doesn't get enough credit. Uh, is that after 9/11 the one? Yeah,
1: that's the 9/11 one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I upside can. Upside of recommend. anger. I, I, that's it. It's upside of anger. I'm so sorry. Upside, upside of, of anger is good, and Indian Summer, and Blank Man. Upside of anger, anyway. and Indian Summer,
2: and Blank Blank <laughs> <What>, Man. <laughs> Blank Man doesn't make uh was the lowest earning that weekend again over its entire theatrical run making seven million oh, dollars.
0: James, hold on. How James did Damon Wayans piss away his movie career. James, hold on a second, bitch. What? <laughs> Who's he talking to? It is he talking matter. are you talking to your bucket? Keep going, James. <laughs> uh
2: that movie is is beat out narrowly by a film that makes eight million uh thirty five thousand dollars called of course, fresh.
0: I like fresh. I I've never seen it. Great Real, cast, oh, man. Uh, it's, Giancarlo it's,
2: Esposito, Samuel Jackson. That's great cast, man.
1: This yeah, it's it's it, it's rough in parts to watch. It really is. It's one of those. It's another one of those gut wrenching movies. But man, fresh fresh is a great. That kid, the kid who played, uh, I believe his name is Sean Nelson. Yep. He he was great in it.
0: I've never seen it. I'll check it out. Yeah.
2: It's a he's a twelve year old drug dealer, Joe. Should make you feel real good. Um
0: <laughs> if this guy's that, Giancarlo Esp- Esposito, I'll watch anything. Yep. He's one of the yeah. greatest
2: character actors of all time. Number one movie that weekend does not actually hit number one, but the number one movie as far as new releases that weekend is Color of Night.
0: Oh Bruce Willis and his dick. Yeah. Uh is that uh, Joe Westerhouse? Uh, is huh? that Joe Westerhouse? I don't remember who wrote that. That was another one of those that almost got NC-17. They had to cut yep. a bunch of times. It because was of, They because put of, a lot of the sex in it for the video release back in it. That There's yep. a lot of full frontal with that girl. I don't remember the actress's name. Guess what ends
2: up being number one this weekend, guys? Jane March.
0: Yeah, it's what? not a good movie, by the way. Colors no, it's not. not a good movie. The brand is good in it. Well, it has an excellent cast. It's just not a
2: good movie. The number one movie this weekend, after being out of the number one spot for, you know, a month, is Forrest Gump. (laughs) We go Forrest Forrest Gump, The Mask, Clear and Present Danger, Clear and Present Danger, Forrest Gump again.
0: So what weekend are we in? Are we in the end of August? Um,
2: No, we got one more weekend in August. Y'all want to just hit this and get it over with? Yep. Because here it is, folks. August 26th. Four films. I'll start with the lowest. The, this one bombed so hard it's still talked about because Saturday Night Live films had had a great track record of at least getting some attention does not happen for It's Pat. Oh. only made $60,000
0: at the bottom. It's dollar. a pretty bad movie, guys. Yeah. Oh, Which
1: is. one's worse, that or Stewart Saves His Family?
0: That. Pat. Uh, I defense okay. Stewart. It's Pat barely I'm looks Stewart like Stewart a movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Stuart Saves His Family is directed by Harold Ramis.
1: I know.
2: Do you know what? But so only is a made? what? Yeah. Do you know what only made double what It's Pat made that premiered this weekend? No. The film you all love to defend, Police Academy 7 Mission to Moscow, made 126 I will
0: not. I will, not, I will not. It's got the best cast. Oh, it's got
1: the best cast. That movie's a piece of
0: shit. It's got the best cast. We will defend Police Academy 5. Five. For- I what know i, I in Miami Beach. I'm in Beach. I just give that, y'all hell. That, that is the Citizen Kane of- Do, a do you Simon know
2: what Miami buried Beach, both those movie. movies? You know what buried both those movies? What? Comparatively? What? With $10 million over its entire
0: theatrical run. Camp Nowhere. Oh, I was wondering when- No, Okay, so funny story. I was dating a girl and my and mom- you dropped her Nowhere. <laughs> My mom dropped us off at the movies. We ended up making out, and her dad later asked her what she saw, and she couldn't remember. I still have never seen the second and third act of Camp Nowhere. And she said, Nowhere Camp?
1: (laughs) So you made out in a kid's movie?
0: Uh, If Camp Nowhere is a kid's movie, I've never technically seen those. I mean, Christopher Lloyd,
2: it's a family adventure comedy. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know what,
2: by the way, I, and I don't know why you don't
0: didn't make judge me. To. You're just sad because I no. was making out with uh, that I girl mean, in that bucket. Keep going. I mean,
2: in all fairness, I don't know what. I mean, if you were going to do a film to make out to, why didn't you go with the movie that was number one this weekend and did hit number one at the box office just for one weekend that came out this weekend? August 26th,
0: Natural Born Killers. I love natural born killers. But I have I. no idea why we watched Camp Nowhere. I have
2: I <laughs> no, have I'm no serious. Like, I can see why you didn't go to It's Pat. I get it. That's a hard movie. To
0: we all, we was, all
1: wait, Joe. I we all dropped know off why. If
0: you get cinema, I, It was one of those dates where your mom drops you off with the girl. So it was, we all
1: know why you went to Camp Nowhere.
0: No, I have no clue.
1: Yes, I do because you would actually watch Natural Born Killers.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a good point thank you (laughs) but I uh, no idea in recollection why we saw Camp Nowhere oh well
2: Uh, August 31st to wrap up the month these are the Wednesday releases before the Friday because Friday was September 2nd the Wednesday releases that came out on August 31st for this month are Killing Zoe Mm -hmm. and Milk Money Ah. made 18 million dollars by the way I didn't know Milk Money made that much money
0: yeah, need
2: anybody remember anybody
1: everybody knows the plots about money oh yeah 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 no you don't you really don't know james go ahead they got you Miguel Ferrar in it no uh M- melanie griffith and uh ed harris
0: oh i had it confused yes i have seen that that's also got malcolm mcdowell he's the villain right can't remember Malcolm McDowell's the villain in Milkman. All I, remember I just
2: remember I remember the poster more than anything, but basically a group of young boys befriend a prostitute.
1: Yeah.
2: That's that's uh, it. That's a, that's well, a no, two they,
1: second overview. They paid they pay Melanie Griffith who's the prostitute to show them her boobs. And yeah. she does.
0: What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. I'm just saying that's the plot. And then we, then we went to Camp Nowhere made out. <laughs>
1: And you waited till you could go see natural born killers by yourself.
0: <laughs> I I don't I probably didn't see natural born killers on the big screen. I saw Force. I have a another Forest Gump story that I'm not going to tell on bowhead. Keep going.
1: So okay, so we're into September. The Hold on. I didn't know we, he ran, by wait, the wait, way, until I saw gotta, it on video. We we oh. gotta get to the, the two movies in the last uh time oh, of okay. August that Joe didn't mention. August 24th, Raw Justice, starring David Keith, Robert Hayes, and a young Pamela Anderson. And then August 31st, again, friend of the show, Night of the Demons 2 was uh, premiered, uh, directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith. So, had to give those two shout-outs. Brian Trenchard-Smith.
2: So, Natural Born Killers, though, wraps up August at number
1: one. We get to the uh, weekend. Oh, go ahead. uh, This upcoming weekend is another, is the movie that actually replaced the bikini movie for Joe. (laughs) This became Joe's next favorite movie of the summer.
2: Well, okay, so we I'm get to, to camp. We get to September second, and the two new movies that come out are, of course, uh, making only one hundred twenty five thousand dollars at the box office. There goes my baby. Never heard uh, of it. I haven't either. I was hoping y'all knew something about it. Let me. I'll, I will take half a second to look up. There goes my baby, because evidently it was good enough to get a theatrical. There goes order. my baby.
0: Don't ever do. That oh,
2: again. here we go. The, here, here's the plot it stars um dermot Moroney and ricky schroeder kelly williams and noah wiley uh and a bunch of other people here's the plot well, Nice to know a, he had
1: two movies that summer because he was also in angels in the outfield
2: graduates
1: of a los angeles high school in 1965
2: see america's culture and polit- politics gradually change but if you look at the cover it's ricky schroeder And Dolma Moroni without their shirts on. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what that movie's actually about, but there's the summary for it. Um, Did not light up the box office. The the one that actually makes a little bit of money, though not much, is A Simple Twist of Fate. Mm. Is that Nick Nolte too? I believe so, is it? Yeah. Am I getting it confused? Uh,
1: No, Simple Twist of Fate, I believe, is Steve Martin.
2: Oh, that's Steve Martin. That's right. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, You're right. I did have it confused. By the way, you know what roars back to number one at the box office, knocking out natural born killers, Forest Gump. It goes uh, in and out, in and out, in and out the rest of the year. All so right, I'll keep bringing it up when it does. But yep, there you go. Ch- Chad, you got anything? For all right. Week? So
1: September 1 saw three movies come out. Uh, the first one, Red Sun Rising, starring Don the Dragon Wilson. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe, September 1st, 1994, also saw the release of Naja.
0: Oh, I like Naja.
1: I haven't no. seen it in a
0: long time.
1: Um, and then, of course, Joe liked Naja. He liked the bikini off-road adventure. I've never but the movie that surpassed all of those films, Supernatural Pirate Movie was released September 1st.
0: <laughs> Is it actually called Supernatural Pirate Movie? Is
1: actually called Supernatural Pirate Movie, and IMDb does not give it a plot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you? Th- I don't have anything to say. Let's just roll on. Yeah,
1: just keep going. There's nothing. The, the supernatural go. pirate movie.
0: I and you know what? We would write a supernatural pirate movie and call it that if someone would just pay it. <laughs> um, so we're now to September 9th, right? Yep. Sure.
2: September 9th actually has the. the okay, I want to talk about the lowest opening film because if you had this cast now, you blow people's minds. It only made $106,000 at the box office. Arizona Dream. Anybody ever hear of Arizona Dream?
0: Yeah, with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yep.
2: Young New Yorker goes to Arizona where he finds freedom to both love and dream. Johnny Depp, Jerry Lewis, Faye Dunaway. I could go on from there. Vincent Gallo is in it as well. Yeah, I've seen it. A long time ago. Yep. It it, it made absolutely nothing. But overall, it's rated 7.3 stars out of 10.
0: That's highly... I don't I, remember I'm, it being good.
2: Uh, it was directed by Emir Kasturik.
1: Kasturik? No you know why you can't remember it being good? Why? Because you're a bitch. <laughs>
2: I can't argue with him. I can't argue with him. I, I, he may have data to back I it up. I don't know.
0: to be <laughs> judged by Mincy Bucket. Keep going, James. Yeah, uh, boy, he's good. The other movie
2: that came out that weekend that didn't do well, making only $324,000, what happened was? No idea. No. No, I don't remember either. Here's the ones that didn't. A Good Man in Africa? Sean Connery. Is that really Sean Connery in A Good Man in Africa? Are you sure you're not thinking Medicine Man?
0: Check it out. See if I'm
2: wrong. No, I'll, I'll actually i'll play I, i'm curious because actually I, I thought i knew most of well keep uh, going um i'll look you go through and see no what you're, you're right it's john connery i learned something new today. Yep. good man in africa is uh yeah okay cool um hey, cool. i'm sorry it, let me educate you it made two million three hundred thousand dollars uh outperforming it was of course the late great john candy's wagons east
1: oh his last movie Oh, it's a bad
2: uh, movie, guy. Now, did Canadian yeah. Bacon come out after that, or did Canadian Bacon? I come think out Canadian
0: that? Bacon was released after that. Yes, but yeah, I, it was posthumously released. Really. But I Wagon's East was his Bacon last Wagon.
2: performance. Huh? Okay, I thought he I died making
0: Wagon's East. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, because uh, there's a fight scene filmed from above. Canadian Bacon came
0: it. out after Wagon's East.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I, you can't defend. I can't. I, I have defended Blank Man, Cabin Boy. <laughs> I can't defend Wagons East, guys. Yeah, it's,
0: it's and that's another one with a great cast. That's John C. McGinley playing a gay guy for some you reason. Know, uh, Richard Lewis, Richard John Lew- Candy. Yeah,
2: uh, Richard Lewis did so many great uh, films that I, I, I love. Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis was in a lot of films that were so great uh, so close to just being phenomenal, and they always just seemed the to,
0: wrong guys. <laughs> um,
1: that being he. said.
0: Uh, That was a bad
1: Phyllis Diller impression.
0: No, that was my uh, Louis Louis, Anderson. Louis Anderson. But we're the wrong guys. Keep going, James.
2: The number one movie this weekend that did not hit number one because, by the way, Forrest Gump again. Trial by jury. There you go. Is that Don Johnson?
1: No, it's Demi Moore, if I'm not mistaken. No. No, I don't know.
0: (laughs) By (laughs) the way, I think... Don Johnson?
2: Hold on I'm bringing it up there's by the way there's tons of films called trial by jury no it's a this arm- particular trial by jury is Joanne Whaley Armando Desante, and Gabriel Byrne
0: that's the one I said keep going and William hurt yes um by
2: the way I didn't know this and maybe you know the more of the backs are I was guilty was- by
0: suspicion or guilty justice I'll fuck, it doesn't matter keep going cheese and crackers uh i didn't know this
2: but this actually lists that the the first screening of uh pulp fiction was on a saturday is that true
0: i don't know wouldn't surprise me
2: uh because pulp fiction screens um is listed as being released initially on september 10th which would have been a saturday uh september 11th uh, another film comes out rapa noir so those, it would have been a Saturday and a Sunday release, which is weird to me, but that's what's listed on huh. the numbers. So, it, And this could have been a screening at Cannes right. or something. So well, Cannes, I think,
0: happens in May.
2: Well, I mean, it could, uh, what I'm saying is it could have been a film festival screening or something like that to make this list. So I just wanted to say that, but obviously Pulp Fiction builds up over time. We'll see it later at number one.
0: <laughs> Keep going. Uh, we got we haven't got to the specialist yet, James. Keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. September
2: 14th of the Wednesday release, we get Quiz Show. Robert Redford. Good movie. Wednesday release. Um on September 16th, which is that Friday, we get the movie that will finally, finally unseat uh Forrest Gump for the last time. But first, let's talk about the movies that don't live up to that. Uh the first no, tr- we should
3: new. We know we,
2: we should have saw this coming, but it's not going to be a hit. Nostradamus <laughs> makes three hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars during its entire box office. I remember the commercials for Nostradamus. Yeah. I don't remember the movie, but I remember saying commercial for it because it did all the he foresaw but you know, and movie guy voice. And I remember like, well that could be cool and I never knew it actually came out. I don't remember any of that. The whole uh, movie
1: is just him writing twenty twelve going bah. <laughs>
2: Um, Notre Dame Slice made 364000 making $3 million it, oh, during its entire theatrical run Princess Caribou oh man that's uh, uh, Phoebe Cates uh, making 3281000
0: Blue Sky no idea is that Angelica Houston I it's mean not drama, Angelica Houston um, oh what's her name Peter Boyle
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: blue sky
2: is about not even now blue sky lang and Jessica Lange, Lange, that's yeah. the one she won the oscar for and powers booth yeah you're right she won the oscar for it yeah and robin i mean chris o'donnell yep um yeah okay so you're right uh but so blue sky but they're all buried by the film that taught us the most important physics lesson that we've ever ever learned Joe, what do we know about the same matter when we time travel?
0: Well, yeah, because the same matter cannot occupy occupy the same same. place. Otherwise, you don't go to go time cop all this shit up. Yep, time cop becomes number one at the box office,
1: as it should.
0: Okay.
2: We'll go on to make $102 million.
0: I didn't realize that's actually produced by Sam Raimi. It's it's directed by Peter Hines, but it's produced by Sam Raimi. in retrospect, and I felt this when I watched it, it's not a terrible movie, but the third act is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. As I recall. Does that sound yeah. about right?
1: Yeah, it sounds about right.
0: Okay. But it 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 has, it's not Bitch. John Claude Van Damme's not the best. Ron <laughs> Silver is great in that movie.
1: Oh, as, yeah. Ron Silver is great. Ron yeah, Silver's
0: the reason why the movie works. He, All right. Me and Sarah, too. Oh, uh,
1: oh yeah. We have, I've got a few. Uh September fourteenth, Cyber Tracker, which you will find in three weeks. We have two gentlemen don the Dragon Wilson films.
0: How can uh, we fit those in? How does he in? find the time?
1: And then September fifteenth, we had Flash Fire, starring Billy Zane and Lou Gossett Jr. And then September fifteenth, we ended with Deceptions Two edge of deception
0: (laughs) i don't remember deception's one
1: it's it's muriel hemingway
0: that's all you need to know that's all i need to know let's go if only they got billy zane with her i would have watched it
1: if only
2: if only so many missed opportunities i suppose okay so the next weekend is loaded uh september 23rd I'll start from the bottom and go to the top. This has one of James's favorite movies in it. Making $161,000 and being lines that Joe would have said while watching Camp Nowhere. The romantic comedy, Sleep With Me.
0: (laughs) I never asked her to sleep. (laughs) I never said
2: that. I don't, by the way, know anything about that. What does that you say,
0: James? Cheese, egg, crackers. I never (laughs) asked her to sleep. I Uh, never. Hold on. Hold on here. I'll, I'll quote Minnie Mouse. Buttons and bows? I never asked her to sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sleep With Me, by the way, if you're really interested, would be one of
0: those great films. Oh, if you're really interested in sleeping by way, please write us at Bonehead. We- <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it was directed by Rory Kelly and starred Meg Tilly, Eric Stoltz, and Craig Sheffer.
0: Craig Sheffer. Who was Sarah Joseph and best Frank best are delivery.
2: BFFs. Oh. So, there you go. I'm not going to go into any more detail. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Sleep With Me made 161,000. We then jump to the other film, the next film on the list. Le Colonel Chabert made 238,000. Boy's Life made 253,000.
0: With a young Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro.
1: Based on the magazine.
0: (laughs) I knew he was going (laughs) to say it. I somehow knew. It's all about trying to camp.
1: God, that mustard jar scene, man, still messes with me. Exotica
2: makes five million dollars. Anybody know anything about Exotica? I, I, do know. A question about I
0: remember the name, but I don't remember the movie.
2: I, I just it made five million dollars, so I had to have something going for it. Because when know. you, um, uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, Exotica was Bruce, oh, Bruce Greenwood and Elias Codius, oh, or really? however you say, um, uh,
0: I think, uh, and Mia Kirshner as the not, stripper. Is it Exotica or is it Exotic?
2: It's Exotica.
0: I have, seen, I have seen it. All right, keep going.
2: Um directed by Adam Egoyan. Mm. Anyway, so Exotica uh and then that is beat out by Terminal
0: Velocity. Oh, Charlie <laughs> Sheen. What a shit show, terrible movie. Do you know who and wrote that, Joe? Who? David Toy. Did he really? Yep. That that explains how he got him to do that crappy alien movie he did, <laughs> James Locks. <laughs> um and, and uh, There was two also... of those jumping ones. He had one and Wesley Snipes had one that's going to come out in another month or two, right? Yeah, that... Drop Zone. Drop Zone.
2: You know what movie also comes out this weekend, though, that will never, ever, ever, ever hit number one because Time Cop is still number one at the box office this week? A crap fest called the Shawshank Redemption. I'm being <laughs> sarcastic. Please don't write me hate mail. But the Shawshank Redemption, this is the weekend it comes out and never hits number one because Time Cop holds on to number one for no, its it's second, second.
1: shawshank bombed and
2: then
0: it was snubbed let's talk about shawshank for a minute it was no. lucky enough to get a couple of academy award nominations but everyone loves that movie at the end of the day that it's it, it, it's a modern i mean it's like the wizard of oz and it's the a modern of, classic it's that later on nobody went to see it and now it's popular and but a is lot it, of that has to do with it's a good it's, movie and because of TNT. But keep going okay, on. I was gonna say is it because of TNT? But yes, it is an amazing film. Well, they wouldn't show it if people didn't watch it. So that's always Could my counter have, argument to it. I have
1: never met one soul who said they hated Shawshank.
0: No, it's it plays for all it's a well, it's Frank Darabont's. it's not actually not his directorial debut, but it it's it's a fine film. And Frank Darabont is—I uh, wish he'd made more movies. He's not yes, dead. Too. I'd love to have him on the show. Yes. If you're a Walking Dead fan, then you need to—don't actually need to. Uh, sh- Kirkman, you could shake his hand, but Frank Darabont's the one that got that show running. Yep. All right. You got uh, anything,
1: Chad? September twenty third. The only movie you didn't mention was uh, "It Runs in the Family," which was directed by Bob Clark.
0: Wow. Well did that actually get a theatrical release in the states i, I think it did because it stars mary Steenburgen and charles groden they replaced yeah. um i can't remember her name and uh, the Kolchak. <laughs> I forgot. darren McGavin's. darren name. mcgavin i forgot darren mcgavin's name now
2: that also was, known as millennium's dad
0: may i talk about that for a second so i'm a i'm, I'm a huge christmas story fan I like Bob Clark. Uh, people forget about Bob Clark's Black Christmas. It's actually a really good horror film. Now, that being said, he finally got to do a sequel to this. Of course, everybody's older. Ralphie's not the same, whatnot. No one ever talks about this movie. I actually don't think this movie's bad in any way, shape, or form. Problem is, is it's not the same actors and it doesn't have a lot of the same magic and it has the same director. Gene Shepard still does the voiceover, it's still based on Gene Shepard's stories. Um, it was originally titled a Christmas story and it depends on where it was released throughout the world, whether it's, it's a Christmas, uh, Christmas story, a summer story. I'm so sorry. It was originally titled a summer story and it depends on where you got it in the world, whether you got, it runs in the family or a summer story.
1: I always, I've always heard of it as a summer
0: story, but it was dropped and it never got any kind of promotion, but I don't know if you've two ever seen it. I'd actually never seen it to a few years ago. I'm not telling you you need to break your neck to go see it. I just think it's a better film than people remember, and it's not bad. I enjoyed it. Charles Grodin wasn't a terrible dad in that movie. He's no me, it's just not Derek McGavin. See what I'm saying? That movie's per, A Christmas Story, is perfectly cast, perfectly made. Once again, plays on TNT, TBS. People love it, and they wouldn't watch it if they didn't love but it. But
2: Derek McGavin wasn't the original choice for the father. Album, no, it was right? Jack
0: Nicholson. Yeah, that would have been a different Jack Nicholson. Deal. Jack Nicholson wanted to do it, but MGM didn't want to pay him either, so it worked out
2: <laughs> as as often they don't. That's a true. Um, story
0: uh, Jack, they were not uh excited about paying that's Jack what Nicholson's I thought. Story, yeah, uh, salary, and he ended up I can't remember what he ended up doing, but they took a good bounce. I mean, you, you, Mel Brooks uses that phrase we got a good bounce. I mean, he moved on to Darren McGavin, and Jack Nicholson probably would have made that movie more successful at the time of release
2: yeah but darren mcgavin is much more likely to be viewed as a father right? yeah like i mean I when i see that i can see hints of my father in that
0: movie yeah
1: yeah so, he just looked a little too old to be there that the fathers of those well, he was kids. too old for to be yeah.
0: that, that. i mean he was older but um yeah i didn't mean to talk about that so much i just i i that's one of those that i think people should watch If you love a Christmas story, a summer story is pretty good or it runs through the family. It runs in the family.
1: That's nice, bitch, James.
0: Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. All I heard was, I don't have anything funny. Fuck. We we, (laughs) just, we get one
1: Wednesday
2: release and I'll be honest. I wasn't familiar with this movie, but it was a modest hit made 20, almost $21 million. Jason's lyric.
0: Jason's lyric. I've never seen him, but I'm familiar with
2: it.
1: Yeah. Same here.
2: Um, it's about two brothers, African American brothers that that uh they follow two different paths and they get brought back together. One becomes a criminal. One basically has this high ideal about how he wants to live, live his life. Um, so again, my success. Uh, but that's that comes out Wednesday. The f- next Friday we get three films. I'll start with the lowest
0: uh, total box office: The Scout. Uh,
1: uh
0: that was uh, uh Brandon Fraser. Uh, yeah but i was gonna say um uh, albert that's... brooks shut up chad i'm trying <laughs> to say what's that damn Nemo's dad Albert Brooks Nemo's dad you know and, what? and, Fuck you. and Diane Uber Weist Day's brother I Diane Weist Google it
2: and Michael Rappaport which I guess made some people angry recently. So we're not supposed
0: to. I don't think that was a big success. No, it
2: was not. Did I, I mention think... that it only made 2667000 at the box office this entire run? Yeah. By the way, that's also half of what the next film would make. <laughs> September 30th is when we get the release of the film, Ed Wood.
0: Uh, there you go. I a highlight, highlight of, of 1994.
2: <laughs> Yep. Made five million eight hundred twenty-eight thousand during its theatrical run, way overshadowed by the film that made way more, *The River Wild*.
1: Hold on, Ed. *The River Wild* made more, beat Ed Wood.
0: The River Wild was a big hit.
1: I know it was a big hit. I didn't realize it came out the same weekend as Ed weekend, Wood. Weekend,
2: 94215000 during its entire theatrical run. Kevin Bacon's the um, villain in
0: that, right? And it yes. is the
2: it, it, it does earn number one at the box office over everything else. Forrest Gump doesn't come back again or
1: nothing. Neither does Shawshank. So, you know, one movie stood the test of time. The other one, not so much. I know.
0: Fuck Ed Wood. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I, I want to watch six-time Academy Award winner get chased by Kevin Bacon through Bacon. the water while David Strathan tries to save her, <laughs> because that's who I want as an action hero.
1: Oh uh, man!
0: Dave, hey, we're finally after this I, weekend, we have talked
1: about we've talked about Ed Wood numerous times and how it's one of my favorite films of all time. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out
2: there, this
1: weekend or
0: after this weekend. If you haven't no, seen finally, it, go watch Dolomite. <laughs> which is actually yeah. good advice if mean, you've never seen Dolmite uh no what's the other one if you haven't seen it go watch the people versus larry flint, larry
1: flint. but in all, they they do in do all a fairness job.
0: i love all three of those movies yeah do do a good
1: but season. in all fairness the my name is dolmite and ed wood are pretty much the same film
0: <laughs> I, I i need to re-watch them i enjoyed them I really like. My name is Dolma. I haven't rewatched. I know. I do
1: too. I love the. I love the performances. I love the film.
0: It's, it's like the. It's five. like the Seven Samurai. Can-
1: well, that's on. Wow. I had that as October twelfth. Okay.
0: All right. Sorry about that. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty. I think my foot hit the power cord.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go get a few. I'll be right back. I gotta get some nuts. Oh
0: so, yeah. No no. He's he hanging out with you. <laughs> I he calls me a bitch, and that bald fuck gets up and goes out the room. So keep going. Now, Jack. in don't...
2: your defense, in your defense, you think he was hanging out talking to me, but he did leave the 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 computer for about five minutes to go urinate. And before he did, he did, of course, hold his buttocks up into the microphone. <laughs> So you did miss that, Joe. But yeah. other than that, you, you're pretty good. Now, okay. let's talk. act like we're talking about films when it comes back. Anyway, the thing So you about, say the
0: Brown Bunny came out that weekend. No, the Browning version, which
2: is a remake. The original version is about a teacher that's so uh, uptight that he's forced to resign. The remake is also about a forced resignation. A strict old-fashioned teacher has to rethink his life. Uh, directed by Mike Figgis, based yep. on the classic play by Terrence Rattigan. This version starred Albert Finney and Matthew Modine. Yep. I've never seen it.
1: I'm eating walnuts because they're good for the liver.
0: Dick Tracy. Big boy. or Thank you, little penis caprice. (laughs) Keep going. Anyway, uh, that
1: made four. Good joke, uh, bitch.
2: Uh, October 7th is the next thing. We get two films. Uh, Of course, the classic uh, romantic comedy, Only You, starring Robert Downey Jr., Marissa Tomei, directed by Norman Jewison. Uh, This would be one of those films that would, of course, foreshadow uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Keep going. (laughs) Marissa Tomei, Robert Downey, or anybody? Just Okay. Um, The movie that will go on to be number one uh, and, and be number one at the box office for this weekend is, of
0: course, The Specialist. Yeah. Right. With starring tv's james woods
1: and, and and a shower scene with sylvester stallone
0: yeah and his side butt was sharon stone god that movie's terrible uh is that directed by richard donner no who directed the specialist
1: i don't know you look it up but i'll talk about the cast it's, uh james wood sylvester i already stallone, said those people sharon stone said her too uh eric roberts who? Eric Roberts. You know, he phoned it in for that one.
0: <laughs> it's not a good movie. It does. There's one good, there's one scene I could defend. Uh,
1: Joe, it insists upon itself. It
0: doesn't insist <laughs> upon itself. It is one scene I can defend on it where James Woods, act. actually James Woods is the best part of that movie. And it's directed, by the way, by Louise Losa. So nobody, no offense to Louise Losa. No, nobody I know off top of my head where James Woods blows up and then blows up over here and then blows up. He bounces over the room as he's blowing up. He's a, kind of a bad guy. Yeah, oh, you know Luis What?
2: Luis Losa directed all sorts of movies you know and love. Uh, he, he directed Anaconda. Don't want none. none. Damn it. He also directed uh, Crime Zone in 1988 and The Feast of the Goat in 2005. You love Feast of the so Goat. So,
0: Anaconda's his best movie. Sounds like it. Anyway, at least Anaconda's fun. The Specialist is not fun. Yeah, and
1: then The Specialist doesn't have a regurgitated John Voigt. That'd be the third movie that dealt with bombs. That- <laughs> I thought he was that- going to say, that's the third movie that had a regurgitated <laughs> John
0: Voigt. <laughs> No, but that – you know how things <laughs> – He looked away. partially
2: chewed and uh, – That
0: is answer. the third freaking movie that had dealing with bomb experts. Blown that, Away. Blown Away. Speed deals with somebody. And yeah, bomb. that's true. It's the third one. Keep going.
2: That's, I mean, that's it for that weekend. Uh, Chad, and you then we the, would get Ball King, though. No,
1: I got a lot the next week, though, in October it's the, it's the weekend King of October King. 15th.
2: Okay, well, I'll, I'll jump to October 14th at the box office with a loaded weekend. I didn't realize how low this was. Um, we'll start with the lowest earning. I like it like that.
0: Do you like uh, starting
2: it with the lowest earning? 1138000 I like it like that. The next one is, you like of, it course, at $1, <laughs> is of course, Joe's uh, favorite movie from this weekend. Why is it always Joe? I'm going to get to Chad in a second. Don't worry. I ain't leaving him out. Uh, X-Teen made six million. Oh, God, sorry.
1: that is too it, How could a movie go that wrong?
2: <laughs> it I just know, does. I just, I'm, I, now here's Chad's favorite. This is also the weekend when we get the documentary Hoop Dreams. That's million. my favorite. I actually never Not cared ever. for Hoop Dreams. Oh, I'm sorry. And brother, that Kyle, that that, that was he people really cares for X-Teen.
1: Well, no. Seriously, uh, the 1994 was peak NBA for me because I was a huge NBA fan when I was a kid. So, but uh, yeah, no, Hoop Dreams never did never did it for me.
0: It's uh, it's about three hours long, too, right?
1: The yeah, because it follow it follows the from from hoop youth dreams. to
0: yeah to follows Hoop Dreams. His name whoever. is Hoop Dreams,
1: James, can can you go back and review the tape? Have I called him a bitch yet? <laughs>
0: I tried doing it in an accent. I got it. tried in a Scottish a accent. This, but we don't actually use tape anymore.
2: <laughs> Can you try it in a Scottish accent?
0: Did Hoop Dreams make it? Keep going.
2: Um, the next highest grossing, making $18 million over its entire theatrical run, is Wes
1: Craven's New Nightmare. Man. Is that I'll not re- the. Go ahead. Is that, it's, other than the first one, is that not the best nightmare on Elm Street? Uh,
0: Yeah. I need. I'm, I, about 15 years ago I watched them all and I need to do it again I haven't watched I wanted to go to the, I'd love to go to the theater tomorrow night if anybody wants to go and see Nightmare on Newham Street or theater the driving and see Nightmare on Newham Street in Texas Chainsaw on a double bill to drive-in something amazing but uh, yeah, I like I like, like, I like three a lot three's pretty good is that Dream Warrior? yeah
1: yeah I forgot about Dream Warrior I take which that back which is also
0: directed by Chuck Russell and written by Frank Darabont
1: yep
2: And starring Mick Strawn in this movie theater,
0: you know, New Nightmare is an interesting movie. I, I, geez, I just don't know that he still pulls it off at the end. Well, that's okay because
2: it made 18 million during a theatrical, entire theatrical, yeah, it wasn't a
0: big hit. Making
2: 19 million is a film you all alluded to earlier accidentally, Little Giants.
0: Well, I tell you, it's the best Rick Moranis, uh, Ed O'Neill movie ever made. Thanks, I don't Joe.
2: Think, think anybody's going to debate that? By the way, do you know That's what all, I all I got
0: was, to say about Little Giants?
2: You know what finally becomes number one at the box office this week?
3: No, of course, no. somehow,
2: somehow trumping Little Giants is this film called Pulpul?
1: No, Pulp Fiction. Pulp, Pulp. Fiction. See, Pulp I never Fiction did I, I never now. knew Pulp Fiction went
0: number one at any point. I thought it was, it was kinda,
1: kinda, I thought it was kind of just got a limited release. I
0: remember his the week F- of October 14th through the 20th that he would make more. I remember this exact quote I'll make more money from Merrimax this week than the specialist will for blank. I don't remember. Will by this time next year. Wow. Yep. Pulp About fiction did.
2: started to be number one. Uh, so yeah, Pulp fiction. There you go.
0: It's a good picture.
2: Uh, it does oh. not come out this weekend. Like I said it's listed as Saturday original screening. So, but this is when it starts to become number one. Uh, do, what What do you got, Chad? For this? Oh, I, I
1: got I got quite a list. Uh, Dead on Sight, starring Jennifer Bills, Daniel Baldwin, Baldwin.
0: Daniel Baldwin, Baldwin. It's late. <laughs> it, is, it is after midnight for you all. So if it starts, getting... and we
1: are not let it all hang out. Well, I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, and, and the great Kurtwood Smith stars in this movie. It's about uh, a woman has visions of a serial killer called the clock killer. Clever. Uh, Curse of the I Starving... I work. I'm kind of fascinated that uh, two James Woods movies got premiered this week. Uh, Curse of the Starving Class, starring James Wood, Kathy Bates, and Randy Quaid. It's uh, directed by Sham Shepard. Mm-mm. And then October fourteenth, we had "Imaginary Crime" starring Harvey Keitel, Faruza Bulk, and Kelly Lynch. Which, if you haven't seen that one, it's actually a pretty good—it's a pretty good film.
0: But mm-hmm. why would we investigate if they're imaginary?
1: <laughs> All right, you, you... I got no comment to that, James. Next week right. is the
0: next week is exciting for me. The plot is over. Let's go on to the real crimes. Three Wednesday releases this week. Yes. You ready?
2: Yes. Vertical reality, a documentary about Dan Egan and Greg Egan and a bunch of skiers. Anybody? I don't care about
0: Greg okay. Egan. My two dads can kiss my
2: <laughs> ass. Next one. That's not what I said. Uh Vanya on 42nd street.
1: Which is based on a play by David Mamet.
2: Oh, there you go. Uh, and then this film that nobody knows anymore and never, ever gets quoted. Uh, uh
0: clerks is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's awesome i didn't realize clerks and pulp fiction came out that close together
2: yeah uh through me and it made three million eight hundred ninety four dollars off of a budget of a dollar fifty that's if true. there was
1: ever a and this is kind of why we we picked 1994 well for me anyway 1994 ed wood pulp fiction and clerks all came out all three films seriously changed me within
0: two months yeah within did.
1: two months changed
0: me of yeah. how i looked they at movies. Chadwina. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seriously
1: it, it, it uh, to say that those three movies changed and uh, how i watched movies is an understatement
0: it really is I, I, I just i find it fascinating that they came out that close i really had no recollection of that now if you think clerks only made three million dollars i got news for you folks Kevin oh, no, Smith it, it, never made a movie that made more than thirty million dollars in its theatrical run.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It just never. It never happened. Never
0: happened for him. He made a career. He's made a living, but he never had a big film. They all made their money on DVD. Yep, and video. Right.
1: Is that all you got, James? Uh That is it for
2: the Wednesday releases. Now the Friday releases. uh You'll you might be interested in this chat. I don't know. Uh, Radioland Murders.
1: I like Radioland. Up. I makes, seriously like Radioland Murders. Makes one man three hundred thousand dollars.
0: Is that Brian? Is Brian Ben uh, Ben in that?
1: I don't know if he's in that. I, I need. I don't that's remember. One the cast. Directed,
0: that's one directed. This one produced by George Lucas.
1: He wrote it. He's the story by him right. as well. Written by written by Willard Hook.
0: Yuck! Yes, yes. He's Yuck. the man who he and his wife Gloria yes. they wrote uh, Texas at uh, Texas. Wrote Indiana Jones The Temple of Dune, and they gave us the wonderful Howard the Duck
2: Brian Ben Ben, Mary Stewart Masterson, Ned Beatty, George Burns. I've actually never seen it.
1: It's it's an interesting film.
2: I wonder where I could get a copy. Keep going. Uh, so that was Soloa Cerner making $1,300,000 over its entire box office run, P- The Puppet Masters making $8,579,000 over its
1: theatrical run.
0: Yeah, not uh, to be confused with The Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's
1: Donald Sutherland.
0: Yeah, it that's also based on a Robert Heinlein book, right? Or yeah, story.
1: That's right. Yeah. And that movie, man, that movie fell flat. God, it was it was a painful to get through.
0: Uh, Bullets, uh, what?
2: Bullets over Broadway, making thirteen million three hundred eighty-three over
0: its entire Bloody
1: theatrical Allen. run. Yeah, gave it. Is that the movie that gave? It got, I know Jennifer Tilly got an Oscar.
0: Marissa Tomei's Oscar came from that, didn't it?
1: No, Marissa's told me Oscar came from My Cousin Vinny. That's what I think, yeah. I
0: mean, Mina Savaro, Mina Paul no, Sorvino. It, Mina Sorvinos. Isn't that her? Oscar? Mina Savar, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no that's Mighty Aphrodite.
1: No, 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 yeah, that's Mighty Aphrodite. And then uh, also uh, Diane Weist, I believe, got an Oscar, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Diane Weist won for that. Yeah. Uh, God you bless it, oh, Joe. Yeah. confusing the hell out of me, man.
2: It's and like- the – and, and the number one movie that did not hit number one because Pulp Fiction holds on to number one. But the number one movie that premiered this weekend that would go on to make $18,272,000 is the best collaboration uh, between um, Gary Shandling and Catherine Hepburn. I refer hell? to, of course, Love Affair.
0: Love Affair, yeah.
2: Never seen it. Oh, sure. Some people will say Warren Beatty and Annette Benning. But no, it's a Katherine Hepburn Gary Chandler.
0: That movie came and went and I don't that's that's another one of those Warren Beatty pictures that was a huge Yeah like Ishtar. Yeah, I mean he has his more than fair share actually. Oh what's I know one he does, few, yeah. what's the one uh, Ishtar, that one, what's the other one a few years ago that was like seventy or eighty million? Country love or loving the country or something like that. Look okay. it up. No, it, I know
2: what you're talking about because it was a big deal. Always making a movie again, seventy then, or eighty
0: million dollars he spent on that picture. Uh, the it's other out
2: of towners is
0: it? Like oh, out like, of towners is Steve Martin. Yeah, it? it's. Um, and then what planet are you from? Which is at Gary Shandling? That's not actually, but Gary Shen, but Actually, I kind of like that movie, but that was I do too.
1: But it. yeah, it's man.
0: Get on top of that penis. All right, next. Uh, okay, you got anything,
1: Chad? I've got a couple um so proving that sometimes sequels do not improve on the original *Guyver 2 dark hero was released man that was it's a terrible movie you all i'm
0: still reeling over mark hamill's leg just kind of splitting open in that one scene yeah and
1: and it doesn't have the star power that mark of mark hamill in *Guyver 2 this movie is so low budget how um, low budget is it Oh, my God. So, Guyver, uh, the Guyver, one of his main things. Your mom. He has these two big blades shoot out of his forearms. You can literally tell they are rubber as he runs. They're just flopping in the wind. (laughs) That's how low budget. Um, And then, of course, uh, we haven't, it's 1994. We have not had a Tromaville film yet. So, we now have Class of Nukem High Part 3, The Good, the Bad, and the Subhumanoid released on October 20th. Huh.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. Screw you both. <laughs> I've never seen it.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, go. Because
2: I can't get, wait for this week. We get one Wednesday release, and that's the last seduction. Anybody no. last like oh seduction?
0: Good. Lin- directed Ford. by John
2: Dahl. Li- yeah. Peter Berg, Bill Pullman, Linda uh.
0: Yeah, Linda Fiorentino. I remember there's a scene, and I remember where he says he has a big dick, and they're at the table, and she puts his hand down or his pants to check, and then comes back up and smells her fingers.
1: Oh God, I for- I'd forgotten about that scene, Joe. Damn it!
0: But <laughs> made, made... I, at the time, it stuck with me, and now at 42, it, it's such a perfect like she's she's being a man. Yeah. I anyway, I, I like that. Sorry, I just like the turn. I really forgot
1: about that scene and it's going to be stuck in my head for a while. Thanks. Uh,
0: Nose or fingers after touching Peter Berg's dick. There you go. All right.
2: So that that came out on Wednesday. On Friday, and starting with the lowest earner, we get uh, Drop Squad, uh, which stars Eric LaSalle, Vondi Curtis uh, Hall, Bing Raines, a political satire by an underground militant group that kidnaps african-americans who have sold out their race Huh. maybe time for a remake of that um uh the, they pick uh, up I, an attorney general oh i wasn't gonna say that silent fall comes out this weekend um is that richard Dreyfus? um
0: i don't I know think I, d- I think that is a uh, richard Dreyfus, and he's like a psychiatrist it's a it is an odd little movie, and it's a kind of a dark film. Yeah, Silent Fall. Yep, with Linda Hamilton. You're right. Yep, and John Lithgow. Yep. Having seen the murder of his parents, and autistic youth is sent to therapy with Dr. Richard Dreyfus. It's not the name. And Dr. Richard Director Dreyfus tries to talk to the silent child about what he saw. It has a really bleak ending, guys. If you ever get a chance to watch it. Uh, the
2: the I remember this movie was supposed to do so well and did not. Squanto, a warrior's
1: tale.
0: Uh, yeah uh, um, they took us to that and all I can remember is it's a noxious kid of mine screaming the whole time when we're like the school took us to see it and yeah screaming squat hole <laughs> what repeatedly it's <laughs> of a screaming squat I'll tell I would say his name but I mean I don't want to get sued later I don't know I'm sure he's dead from drugs I shouldn't say <laughs> I'm sure I mean there's a likelihood he is though squat hole over um, and over. Did anyone over. laugh? I, that doesn't matter.
2: I just did. So maybe I'm part of the problem.
0: Um, I mean, it probably is not so much that he's in squad hole as much as that 40 years later, or 26 years later, I remember him screaming squad hole.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why I'm I
0: laughing. Back. I can't stop giggling.
2: <laughs> um, a, movie squad that hole. <laughs> a movie that I saw in was funny, I a movie I saw repeatedly on Comedy Central because I guess it was cheap to get because it only made 6 man at the box office the road to wellville wellville
1: which has one good scene and
0: is, is it with ben Harvey th-
1: and Bridget Fonda yeah yeah
0: the well, movie that yeah, came mainly out Bridget Fonda.
2: the movie that came out and totally owned and became number 1 at the box office the best james fader goes through a portal film
0: Stargate. Gate. I saw that at the theater with Tom Cody. Cody. Cody is a good friend of mine. I I can I tell you a quick. He's story the one about that said that? Squanto. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I'm not going to say that guy's name. Um, not his whole name. Bill. I, I seriously think he may <laughs> not, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, so oh. old John, you think had kicked the bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Squad hole. Back to Stargate. I saw Stargate <laughs> in the theater. I'm not I, laughing.
1: I am not <laughs> laughing at that. I am laughing at the James cannot
0: stop <laughs> laughing. I actually think Squad Holds funny now, too, now that I've said it out loud four times. I sat in the theater for Stargate and was blown away. I went that weekend. Do you guys remember Siskel and Ebert? No. Nope. All right. They, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to love Stargate. And they ripped Stargate for 20 minutes. I was like, okay, yeah, I get what they're saying. Cut to six months later, whenever it finally came out on video, I read it, couldn't wait, watched it, and went, what the fuck? I thought this was awesome. God, it, it's a good movie. It's a, not, it, it's a completely different – it's kind of like Gravity or Avatar. If you saw it in a the theater and the right experience, it was – it does it's not the same at home right I, I don't know that it's a good movie i enjoy part you though, know
2: what it needed joe mm-hmm.
0: and seriously what Stargate it was cool it was, i guess to say it was cool in the big screen with the effects i'd never seen anything quite like that it was different we all know what it needed: James. video and, and just i don't it was like it oh, macgyver MacGyver. Right. MacGyver.
1: Ah, need MacGyver. Huh? Need macgyver we both made the same joke <laughs> you put macgyver and it'll run i've never watched seasons. the
0: series so i don't
1: know
2: there are a lot of, and by the way, I say this as a Star Trek fan. There's a lot of Stargate series fans that still talk about, oh, because I think they're working on another spinoff. Yeah, and they're they're talking about how oh, Stargate's coming back again. And I'm like, it has became kind of a Star Trek thing where we're getting new iterations every five six years.
0: So and more honestly, if it, it hadn't been for Stargate, that was their hit, and they went on the next year, next year, next year, yeah, next year to give us uh, the one of the biggest alien invasion films of all time independence day yep as roland emmerich and dean devlin's the same people gave a stargate so that that's uh, uh stargates and where i'll end off you get anything leading into
1: november there chad it just one on october 29th we got the great demon keeper starring
0: squat hole i square scru- screwed... i've got it in my head
1: <laughs> no i screwed that up we have the we have uh the demon keeper starring the great dirk benedict
2: yeah, if one was going to keep demons, it'd be, it'd Dirk, be Benedict. Benedict. All Next. right, no, November fourth, we get four
1: films. Um, James, if you're, I, I know which one you're going to say that I'm going to praise. I'm not going to praise it.
0: We got. Have, we still got two months to go, and it's you're not going
1: to say anything so. about Double Dragon. I hate Double Dragon. It's a piece of shit.
0: I've only ever is. seen it once. It man, that's one of those that really suffers from its budget.
1: Oh, and it's plot and everything else.
0: (laughs) I don't remember its plot. It just kind of looks like an off kick of Super Mario Brothers. And that's, yeah, exactly. And it's,
1: oh, it's just terrible. I just can't reiterate how, how a movie could go from creation to that.
0: Is Alyssa Milano in that?
1: Alyssa Milano's in that, yes. With short, very, very short platinum blonde hair.
0: I tell you, it's no Street Fighter. What's next? Um, the War,
2: which is the best Elijah Wood, Kevin Costner team up.
1: You know, in all fairness, that's got a pretty heartbreaking scene in it.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about a Vietnam vet that returns to a, a small town in Mississippi. And he's he's got some demons. <laughs> and <laughs> that's keep why he keeps them in his bag. His <laughs> 6 no, no. it's bag.
1: It's one of those movies that proves Kevin Costner can act. He he's got these demons, and that's why this film needed Dirk, <laughs> Dirk Benedict as squad. To keep the demons.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Okay, uh, the number one, uh, the one that movie will go on to make the most that's released this weekend, which is I don't know why they released this
0: on November fourth, Frankenstein. Why didn't they release that before Halloween? That made the most. That did that come? That made the most out of the ones that premiered that weekend 112 million dollars i didn't know i thought it was a huge bomb
2: well i think they just expected it to do so well and because brahm stoker's dracula had came out and killed right yeah. yeah and frankenstein did not do dracula money i'm
0: telling you well, I, I just hey want... i can't think brahm stoker's made a hell of a lot more than that in the united states but that's just a bad movie by the way it's i watched movie. i watched it a
1: couple of weeks ago yeah it is ser- like Kenneth Branagh is a huge, is a great filmmaker, and that is a dog turd.
2: By the way, it does not premiere at number one. Stargate does keep number one. Well, Stargate we talked was about it on our
0: Frankenstein episode that Del Toro had always wanted to do the you know a great Frankenstein film, and then he read Frank Darabont's screenplay. Frank Darabont wrote the screenplay for that. Yeah, he said, "Oh, this has ruined it. I'll never get to do it." And then he saw Kenneth Branagh's film, is like, "Shit."
1: And it's got one of the creepiest fucking scenes ever in a movie. Uh, so the the, the two uh, I'm trying to build up to it. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> no, I and just, uh, sorry, I lost it to squat hole again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a squat hole too.
1: So Kenneth <laughs> Branagh. Old,
0: more squatting.
1: <laughs> oh my god! More squatting.
0: The squatting.
1: <laughs> Help me with the name, guys. Uh, Helen Bottom Carter. Helen Bottom Connor and, Robert and Ken, no Kenneth Branagh. So Kenneth Branagh is getting ready to go off to university and his adopted sister is Helena Bonham Carter. And they're outside, they're having this big party in this big mansion and they separate from everybody and they go outside on the balcony and they're just talking. And then all of a sudden she goes, are you my brother? My friend. My lover, and then they just go mad tonguing on one another.
0: <laughs> and that's his actual cousin in real life, too, right? Is it? I think I, I check that. I've been told that. I don't know that it's completely true. He's going to get
1: a sued. <laughs> if I had any energy to lift up my hands and type on a keyboard, I would. He'd be doing well, a different have to show.
0: Playing with your pud. Okay. By,
1: I mean, play it. Let me
0: know when
2: you're ready for me to go. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: you're, you are you done with that week? Yeah, uh,
2: time number one i mean highest uh, ranking uh, again stargate repeats at number one
1: well there is one that went underneath the radar that's actually a really good film if you haven't if you haven't seen it check it out it's another david Mamet film oleana came out that week yes november yeah, 4th that's the
0: one with uh william uh, william h macy yeah a student visits her prof- college
1: oh really yeah i didn't see it either until then either a student visits her professor to discuss how she failed his course the discussion takes an awkward turn joe we probably saw this together
0: we must I have caught it in a class.
1: Yeah, or you know, in your dorm room. <laughs>
0: I, I don't got know nothing. Why that tawdry, <laughs> but it sure did. It sure, it did. sure did, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we watched. I I had to watch it for a class. I'd never seen it before then. I, I know I didn't see it while I was at Morehead State.
1: Uh, I know. I know our listeners could give a shit, but I really think we saw this together in college for a class. So anyway, no what's idea. the next I week?
0: Recall. I can't recall
2: which one. Uh, we're now to November 11th, I believe, that weekend. And yes. we get two films, both of which made huge box office. The lesser one making huge box office is The Santa Claus
1: with Tim Allen. Still don't like that movie. That 100... made
2: less? Yes, because it it went against Interview with the Vampire, which premiered
0: at number one. Uh, I didn't know that. I I didn't
2: know that either. That's two very different films. Which I knew is probably they what they both kids, were.
0: Yeah, but Santa Claus was huge. That was a huge movie.
2: Yeah, inter- uh, uh, Santa
0: Claus too.
2: Santa Claus during a theatrical run made 189, uh, 189, 000 Interview with the Vampire made two hundred twenty three million
0: dollars. Oh, yeah, it was a big movie. It was the first, honest to God, it was the first time I hated Tom Cruise growing up. And then I, it, interview with a vampire changed my opinion of it. When he picks, and I've said it before on the show, when he picked up that rat and ripped out its throat on screen, I thought, well, all right. He's, he, he's trying to act. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but he's not just Maverick. You know what I mean? He's and trying yeah, something different.
1: Me and Joe had the same experience with Tom Cruise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because I, I hate it. Right. <laughs> was he in but the Tom dorm
0: room Cruise. too? Well, no, no I hate it. It was a Scientology thing.
1: I, I legitimately hated Tom Cruise. I, I do. I, and to this day, he still is not, my, I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise, but interview with the vampire changed my, my opinion on him.
0: And in his defense, Anne Rice shit all over him. And in her defense, when she saw the movie, came out and said, I was completely wrong. He was fantastic. Who
1: did so she want for that role? I can't remember, Joe.
0: Always wanted blind fury rutger howard
1: that's right
0: i forgot okay it all goes back to rutger howard, howard. that's what? true though google it she wanted it. but even she knew that he was getting too old you know that they thought he might probably too old to play the stat. but yeah that movie uh that's directed by neil jordan right and he was hot off of the crying game and got that gig for Geffen, I think Geffen. And good.
2: ends with Guns N' Roses cover of uh Simply for, for the, the Devil. Devil.
0: It's actually a really good cover. It's actually it's a little bit more of a it's not it's a good cover. I like it. It's a great ending. That movie's got a great ending. Yeah, it's effective. It yeah, it's effective. a great ending. Okay. Now, actually the only flaw in that movie is that Tom Cruise really isn't the star, but is.
1: Yeah, it's Christian Slater. We all know that.
0: Keep going, James.
2: That's it. I mean, that's it for that weekend. You are, you anything, Chad? Oh, I've oh. got
1: two great hits. Uh, November 11th, we saw Great Moments in Aviation, starring Vanessa Redgrave, John Hurt, and Jonathan Price. That's and then November, November 9th, we have Replicator, spelled with a K for some reason. I
2: have no idea.
1: Because it's, the it's,
2: replications are imperfect.
1: It is a direct ripoff of Terminator. All right. Next. Do, 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 do. We get
2: one Wednesday release that only made 5,438,000. Heavenly Creatures. Mm. This is a big week, by the way. I want to say. Yeah, November 18th. And I'm shocked that actually what came out number one. And this is me saying I'm shocked that it came out number one. Starting at the bottom, which made literally nothing at the box, or is, is listed as making pretty much nothing at the box office. They say it's extremely low. Pontiac Moon which is a valuable car <laughs>
0: um pontiac moon do you know anything about pontiac moon i've ne- i think i may have seen it but i barely remember anything about I... it i just remember the title it's it's directed by
2: peter mandek um stars ted danson mary Steenburgen, ryan todd it's about an absent-minded professor and his son who have to bond on a symbolic road trip while his wife has to come or overcome her neuroses yeah and it's it's
0: basically just, I mean, it's kind of a, a, a weird little... And I think the car is going to cross like a million miles or whatever it is towards the moon. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's something like as as far as an adventure to the moon and Ted Danson's got it figured out. I, 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 I remember just a little bit of it. It, it was an absolute box office. Box. <laughs>
2: um, but it also came out against films that it really had no business coming Swan Princess came out this weekend. Um and then I'm trying to get, keep my order straight. Neck and Neck Miracle on 34th Street, yeah. The the new at the time version of that made 46 million during its theatrical run. Leon comes out that weekend. Also will go on to make 46 not 1,930,000 during its entire run. I'm not going to be snooty,
1: but when it was released here it was just called The Professional.
0: Yeah, well. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, is I didn't know it made that much money when it was released. Here. I thought it was
1: a bomb too.
0: I just thought it was a you know a little small movie. It's none of those hit number one because you know what's number
2: one, and I was part of the problem for this hit number one because I saw it opening night. Oh, um, Star Trek. I got to watch Captain Kirk die, man. <laughs>
3: oh um, my Star God! Star Trek
2: Generations is number one for this weekend, and will go did. on to make. I didn't know it made 120 million dollars before it was over. Yeah. that has one of the cheapest. I mean, because basically they're just reusing all the stuff they just closed for Next Generation. Yeah. The only thing they really had to build a set wise, and I may be misremembering this, but it's the Astrometrics Lab, which was so, a cool set. Is
0: that really one of the cheaper Star Trek films?
2: They reused, I mean, because they basically literally had just shut down The Next Generation. They just reused right. the sets. That's why they didn't redesign the ship yet. They didn't do that till First Contact because they were like, we got one. Yeah, and they knew they wanted to. They knew if they did another movie, they wanted a new ship. So they were like, "Well, we'll use this one one last time." That I is, think they did some upgrades to the model for. I, I've seen some footage where they rebuilt the model for the Enterprise D to make it look better on the big screen. It's but not otherwise. Good. It's not.
0: It's. Not, I mean, it was a bad way to send off Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. But that's it.
2: Yeah, Star Trek okay. Generations number one that one weekend. Before it gets buried.
1: So November fourteenth, uh, we have Death Machine. I which, have seen it, which is written by mixed, which is directed by mixed. drawn written and directed by mixed. drawn's favorite person, Stephen Norrington.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, he listens to this. Yeah, and yeah, we too. hope that we can get you all together on the next special episode of Bonehead Weekly, preferably Pony our Pony Halloween episode. Boy, Brad Dourif's in that.
1: Brad Dourif is in it. Shank Armaments is experimenting with the ultimate fighting machine, which is part human, part Part machine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, November 16th, we have the Paperboy. I got to read the description of this one, guys. A homicidal 12-year-old Paperboy becomes obsessed with a woman and her daughter next door, and he'll do anything to make his fantasy of the perfect family come alive.
0: (laughs) Never seen it. So he becomes
1: really efficient at delivering
2: newspapers and wins them over by his efficiency.
1: Yeah. I don't think that paper cuts galore, gentlemen. Uh, there has to be a paper cut scene in this, right? I'm assuming. I have if no not,
2: idea, man. I can't. If imagine.
1: not, missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, November 16th, we got Watchers 3. Still watching. Based on a Dean Koontz novel, g- starring the great and forgotten Wingshauser. Winghauser. Oh,
0: that's not the one with Mark um the Beastmaster?
1: No. Um, like and I gotta read it again, I'm reading the plot because I have to. When a new and dangerous outsider chases an intelligent golden retriever in the South American jungles, terror grips a team of ex military convicts sent to capture the creature.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever if you've ever seen watchers, even the original with Corey Feldman, Haim, whichever one's dead now? That'd be Haym. And Michael, soon to be I- Feldman. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Harsh, no.
1: And then, of course, November seventeenth, uh, product uh, project Shadow Chaser two.
0: I think I've actually seen Project Shadow Chaser. Still shadow chasing.
1: <laughs> what do we got for the next week, James? Um, okay,
2: so next weekend, are again, we in December? No-, no, almost. No, this is November twenty third. Hold on, Joe. We're getting there. Okay, I'm excited about November twenty third. Uh... November twenty third, we get four films the lowest one making only two million dollars is mrs parker and the vicious circle which sounds like it could be an adult film does anybody know anything about this film i yeah. saw it
0: a
1: long time ago
0: I, i'm with chad it's a period piece yeah which goes next um, to our menses earlier keep going
1: uh the last probably huge
2: uh macaulay culkin release, probably the page master only made $12 yeah dollars.
0: yeah a
2: low-down, dirty shame. I
1: like a low-down, dirty shame.
0: I like Made the tw- scene in it uh, where he's getting ready after he – that's Keenan Ivory, right? That
1: written and directed by Keenan Ivory Wayne, it's Yeah, yeah. It's it's another one of his uh, yeah. odes to black exploitation films. It
0: uses one of my favorite disco songs when he's getting ready.
1: At the beginning of the movie? No,
0: it's at the end. Okay. When he's now, about to kick-ass after he kind of shaves his head and gets into that, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know okay, what? I It was probably it. a
2: better film then, but what? this film made more money and was the number one as far as its total theatrical release. Junior came out uh, this weekend, went on to make $108 million.
1: Junior was, actually made it to number one? It did
2: not make it to number oh. one. Number one. Actually, that's a good point, Chad. You know it was number one overall? No. It finally got out under the shadow of Interview with a Vampire
0: and santa claus hit number one for well the that's because was, it was
1: thanksgiving, thanksgiving so
0: yeah people yeah. get I saw the santa movie. claus in a the theater i'm surprised neither one of you all did
2: i think i took my younger sister to see it so i, I would have been in the
0: theater and i would have been I 14 she would have been eight i think i took my younger sister to see it and in exactly. de- in defense of santa claus i know chad shit on it but it, at the time it was tim allen was big home improvement was big um I'd seen worse family movies. It kind of was inventive about the whole kind of Santa Claus mythos, how does Santa Claus get down a chimney if you don't yeah. have a chimney in your house? It's, I enjoyed it at the time. I doubt that I would enjoy it so much now. You know
2: what, what is missing though? What it really is missing is a scene. It's better than Jingle all the way. Oh yeah. It's better than Jingle all the way, but it needs oh, gotcha. it needs a scene where somebody has to deliver a truckload of snakes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Rock it's of no Ages, days Christmas, Rock. <laughs> Rock of Ages. Um,
1: and, do, and, and keep in mind, the best part about Santa Claus is we do see Judge Reinhold blow
0: on a weenie. I don't remember that, but I yes,
2: There's sure one Christmas wish. That's actually a somewhat heartwarming scene. He always wanted one of the Oscar Meyer weenie whistles, and at the end, even though Tim Allen realizes he'll never get back with his ex-wife. He and Judge Reinhold plays the other man. He still grants him his Christmas wish and gives him a weenie whistle.
1: <sighs> Next weekend. We're oh, December. I'm on. Oh, on.
3: sorry.
1: James, you're forgetting. We do have three and honestly, this is uh we do you do have two good movies that you didn't mention. Uh November twenty third also saw three colors red come out. Yeah.
2: It had a theatrical released briefly
0: in the beginning yep. of this year, but yeah, and
1: and then uh, on November third, twenty third, we saw Love and a Forty Five come out as well.
0: Okay, that's that's wasn't that um, shit. Jeffrey Combs is, I think, has said that's one of his favorite roles was in that movie.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, and it stars Rory Cochran and Renee Zellweger.
0: Renee Zellweger, I think he has said on record that that may be one of his favorite, if not his favorite, role.
1: And seriously, if you all have not seen Love in a Forty Five, because it did kind of come and got it, got forgotten.
0: It's fun. It is
1: a fun movie.
0: It's a low budget. It's very low budget, but it's a fun movie. Yep. yep uh, Okay,
1: what do we got, James? Sean Go James. Um, and we. It's, have... uh, hopefully, you mention one of the two movies that I'm hoping you're going to mention. Well, December second, we
2: get uh, the lowest earning, which actually I've never seen, and I want to see Tom and Viv comes out, and I didn't know anything about this film until we started doing this episode. Has I'm, anybody seen Tom and I'm Div?
0: familiar with it, but I've never seen it. Uh, it's... Shit, go ahead and do it. I can't remember uh, it's, what its Defoe's name. Um,
2: William Defoe plays T.S. Eliot, Tom mm-hmm. Eliot, um, and Miranda Richardson plays Vivian Haywood. It's a biographical film about T.S. Eliot and Vivian Haywood elope, but her long-standing job Gynecological and emotional problems disrupt their planned honeymoon, and and basically it's it's a biographical film about T.S. Eliot. It's based on a play by Michael Hastings, who also wrote the screenplay. Yep. Directed by Brian Gilbert, Rosemary Harris, uh, known to most people modernly for being uh, Aunt May, uh, um, is also in it. Rosemary Harris did a ton of other things, but I'm being
0: honest. Yeah, no, most no, you're absolutely this, right. Sam Raimi's Aunt May. Um, i've that's never a, seen it james i, I, I apologize it only, no it only made half a million dollars
2: i didn't know i didn't know it existed but william defoe as t.s ellie is it, an interesting casting yeah uh the other one that came out this weekend that was also a biographical film that didn't make much money made less than a million dollars eight hundred forty-nine thousand. and to be honest i always thought it was direct to tape Cobb. With you thought Cobb was direct to tape I did I thought I,
0: because it's the first time I saw it I never saw it advertised it, as, it's as one of those movies. that came and went and nobody and, and what's funny is is that his head was shaved I think Tommy Lee's head was shaved for Cobb when he accepted his best supporting actor for the Fugitives Oscar do you guys remember this no, no. I don't remember no. I think google it because he got up there and he, he actually I would have had the same problem he said I'm not I'm not bald Shape, the um,
2: but i and actually i'm shocked cobb only made made less than a million dollars during its entire theatre. i knew ride. it wasn't
1: i knew it was a bomb but man it's a good film it well and i mean cobb's a
2: problematic i mean i cobb's a fascinating human being he's a fascinating human being in life
0: he is not a lovable figure to put well, in a movie as somebody doesn't know anything about baseball and didn't know anything about lee j cobb I, yeah, that's not even. I'll try to forget it. Screw you, people. Ty oh, Cobb. I know. I was being the Georgia Peaks. making making a joke about Twelve Angry Men. the WJ Cobb. That, anyway, James. James.
1: J- 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 Joe, shut up. James, was that a joke?
0: No. no, it wasn't funny. It's funny to me. Fuck you, people. Now I'll say whatever my bitch ass wants. To <laughs> <laughs> now, it's not. It's great acting, but it's just not a movie you want to set through. No, no, I mean
2: Ty Cobb with, and and obviously it's set when Ty Cobb is older. He's more or less dying, and he's but Ty Cobb as a baseball player because I I love grew up loving baseball and the only figure I love Nolan Ryan, but the only they used to have these classic prints and one of them was of Ty Cobb and I always wanted it because it's Ty Cobb after he sharpened the spikes on his shoes and he slid feet first and they have the photo of it and they blew it up into a painting and it used to actually be sold at bed bath and beyond and it's the only time i ever saw anything at bed bath and beyond that one. went yeah i want that um but anyway i never got it uh so if anybody wants to send that to
0: me no um, obviously never looked through their candle collection next <laughs> uh the number one
2: movie though and it, it, this is what i was beat cop because uh, Making only six million dollars during its theatrical run, but being the top earner that was a new release this weekend. By the way, Santa Claus would repeat at number one. Trapped in
1: Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I, man, an enjoyable bad movie. You find that enjoyable?
0: I like scenes in it.
1: Damn, Joe. It's been don't high talk. High, don't talk. Like scenes in dude, it, dude. Dude, shut up. Don't ever talk to me about Cabin Boy again. <laughs>
0: I didn't realize you were going to be this adamant or this passionate about Trapped in Paradise. You know,
1: honestly, I may have agreed with you. Seriously, I may have agreed with you until I watched it last year. That movie is terrible. Just absolutely painful to watch. Chad, I haven't seen that movie since 1995. Where, however, these pipes are clean. Classic.
2: It hey, may not hey, have hey, aged hey, well. Hey, hey guys, seriously, there's no need to fight about this, and you know why? Why? Squat
1: hole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh. bad now. Y'all have made me start laughing at that. Damn it. Squat hole?
0: Uh, <laughs> can I we just it. call this
2: episode 1994, Squat
0: hole? I just, it was, he just, he just kept saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and none uh, of us wanted to be there watching Squat Hole.
2: I don't even. I mean, I remember that movie was supposed to be big, and then it was kind of like fourteen ninety two. It was supposed to be a huge thing, and then nobody cared. Um, you got anything, Chad, for that week?
1: You you know, love with love is a gun with Eric Roberts and Kelly Preston. Next,
2: (laughs) not to be confused with Joe's film that we're not allowed to talk about. By the way, Kelly Preston at the finest gas stations. Love gun.
1: Love gun. By the way, Kelly Preston, RIP um next weekend we get two
2: films and one of them will be number one the other one not so much we get drop zone
0: oh, which God. went on to
1: make 28 million dollars
0: it and terminal velocity both suck
1: is yancey butler in drop zone i don't know so Jay, don't joe, joe don't look that up because i really can't move on <laughs> i um, does it matter yes yeah, it matters to me because i want to know if i'm recalling that piece of crap correctly i'm really he, appreciating-
2: would, hate, he would hate to call that piece of crap a Crap show, if it wasn't, yeah, she show. was
0: in drop zone. Thank God. But I remember from Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Now, keep going.
1: Uh, the that film, that I
0: remember her from Playboy. Keep going.
2: The film that was number one, um, is Disclosure went on to make
0: 212 million. With Michael I, Douglas and uh, Demi Moore. Yes.
1: I actually read that book before I saw the
2: movie. I was disappointed. Now, now uh, to its credit, there is a film that's released on Saturday, and it's because it's an international film. And it doesn't get a huge theatrical release, but I feel we need to mention it because it's a Japanese import. I refer to, of course, Gojira versus Super Zero Gojira, which was, of course, Godzilla versus Super Godzilla. Can I uh,
1: can I just give you a little behind go, the scenes update?
2: Go,
0: go Super Godzilla.
1: Yeah, my my uh, my new puppy dog is laying next to me at my feet. And she just cracked the hardest fart, and my eyes are burning, <laughs> and I can't keep them open.
0: Oh Do you have anything to Add to this weekend.
1: Seriously, not the dog fart, dude. Man, Do you have anything yeah, to add to this? Yeah, Magic Kid Two, directed by Stephen. First came out it on first does it, does it, directed something. Yeah. He oh, directed, he also he, directed Baby Huey. I met him before while he was directing Baby Huey.
2: I don't have anything else to say about that, but look at that. I'd be directed. Yeah, no, I don't movie.
1: need to go into the specifics of Magic Kid 2 Other than I just wanted to, because it was directed by Stephen Hurst. First, first, I can't talk. Seriously, this. Well, part you're not first, you're
0: second, James. Next weekend. Um. Okay. Let's get so, through
1: 1994
0: while Chad gags on his <laughs> dog's poop.
2: Uh, we get one Wednesday release. And all I've got to do, Joe will be able to guess it because it's like a "tay in the wind,"
3: <laughs> which is God. one of
2: my one of my favorite underplayed uh, uh, Bob and Tom things they did. A, and I, I should not realize it had to come out in 1994. They did a crossover where Forrest Gump is supposed to be dating uh, Nell.
1: Nell. Nell. And
2: it's oh, Forrest, you like "tay in the wind," and I don't remember anything else about the skit. Other than uh, Pay in the Wind,
0: well, is Liam Neeson in that guy? Watch as a teenager. Yeah, Liam Neeson's in that. That's hard to watch as a teenager. I can't imagine as a forty-year-old man it'd be any easier.
2: But yeah, Nail, which was What's I next? mean an award-winning film, did not get to number one ever. Ever, because Nail That's comes good. out on the Wednesday, but on Friday we get four films. One makes nine million. That uh, nine million seven hundred forty-eight thousand, Immortal Beloved.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: huh. Mm Speechless. Speechless comes out and makes twenty million dollars, but what buries them all, and will be the number is one speech,
0: movie? Speechless. That's the Gina, Gina, Gina Davis, Davis, Michael, Michael
1: Keane.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. You know what will be number
2: one at the box office, and I'm gonna go ahead and spoil the rest of the winner because it turns. Oddly out,
1: enough, with that movie, they never shut the hell up.
2: <laughs> number one at the box office for this weekend and let me go ahead and spoil for the rest of the flipping year is dumb and dumber and it just dawned on me i didn't realize jim carrey had three number one movies this oh year no about. yeah
1: 1994 yeah he had three massive hits all one after another and and, and the, thing and then the next year, the year we had cable guy
2: I actually you know what this part's cable guy that i will defend. Uh, no this, i like cable guy it's just a very dark film, and everybody thought he'd just keep being goofy, yeah. and he made a dark comedy about obsession. Um, um, but yeah, It's funny to me that I can remember when Ace Ventura came out and it was a hit, everybody was like, oh, will he be a one-hit wonder? And now to look at this and be like, Ace Ventura, Mask, and then Dumb and Dumber. And Dumb and Dumber, of course, went on to earn almost $250 million.
0: So I was not a fan of the other two pictures. Oddly enough, I saw this one in the theater and absolutely laughed my ass off, loved it. Yep. So, I got on the Jim Carrey bandwagon with Dumb and Dumber. I was not a well that actually I got on it with Once Bitten, but that's a whole other conversation. By the way,
2: I I want to bring this up because it's one of my favorite stories. Jeff Daniels was talking about how when he got got Dumb and Dumber, his parents thought he had finally made it because he was doing it because Jim Carrey when it was getting ready to come out and they were like, "Oh my God, Jim Carrey's in all these big films. You're finally going to be in a huge film."
0: Even though he was in Speed that Speed. summer,
2: I I'm just he. Said oh, I know, interview. I
0: know, I know. He, did he said was,
2: interview like you with David Letterman, and his parents were like, "Oh, and we want to go see it and all that stuff." And I I forget which if it was both his parents or one of them, but anyway, they finally they called him later, went saw your film, so your first huge film, you're on a to- toilet, some of it, <laughs> and they said so. His parents referred to it as like the toilet film. So your
0: toilet film's doing well, so. Uh, a few interesting tidbits tidbor- about this, and in case you all are wondering or our audience is wondering Oh, can I
1: we can I'm, we get I'm some gonna... tidborts too?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't oh, want to hear it. Look at your damned paralyzed hands and shut the fuck up now and die and choke on your dog farts, bitch. Squat hole. <laughs> Squat hole they so people think that dumb and dumber came about because of the mask and oh no it, they wanted him for that long before and new line kept being cheap about paying him they could have got him for I think seven hundred thousand dollars or something less than that they ended up paying him seven million dollars mm. the movie as i recall cost seven million He was almost half the budget or a a good third of the budget. Yeah. So because they kept putting it off, it kept getting more and more expensive. And I'm pretty sure, and correct me, they, they wanted someone other than Jeff Daniels, the studio did. And Jeff Daniels ended up only getting paid for that movie about fifty thousand dollars. Now I'm sure it helped his career. He ended up getting the uh the Clint Eastwood picture because of Dumb and Dumber, right, James?
2: Where he plays yeah. uh yeah, Billy Nutter
0: he Nutter. plays the villain because Clint Eastwood was a huge fan of Dumb and Dumber. That's the reason he cast him in that.
1: We're talking about blood work, right?
0: Blood work. He ended up getting yep. that because of that. But and, and, Which I saw in, in theaters,
2: right theaters with, with some friends of mine, uh the, the punks, you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but I will never forget. Walking out of that, and I was like, oh, it's, "It's a really good TV movie." It and, is a good TV movie. Um, and uh, 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 Melissa uh, Pung, uh, Milton Punk, uh leaned over at, at to Barnaby, hit, hit her husband, and said, "You owe me a couple Merchant Ivory films for that one." <laughs> she was not as impressed. It's, yeah,
0: hmm. it is. It's a good TV movie. It's a it's a solid B Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it,
2: it's. It's to me, it's under it, it could have been more, but yes, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, but just real quick about that. I so I'm often curious, I'd like to know the timeline of when they started shooting and how they got it together and it released that quick. Actually, you, by the way, Joe, you mentioned this real quick. Uh, one of the things I pulled
2: up the trivia real quick. Do you know why uh, Jeff Daniels ended up in the film? Why you're right, he's not who they wanted,
0: he's not who the studio wanted, I don't think. I don't know well, well, the sure Fairly
2: brothers. Uh, didn't necessarily want him
0: initially either, but
2: it was Jim Carrey that said, "No, no, I want him." Yeah, and it's uh, um, in order to ensure a no from him. This, you're, this is where the studio comes in because the Farrelly Brothers went, "Okay, we'll we'll test him." But the studio uh, said, "Okay, that's fine," but they intentionally to receive a no from him because they were sure they could get a no if they did this. You're right; they offered him only fifty thousand dollars for the role. And he accepted without any hesitation. Yep. Despite the fact Jeff Daniels' agent told him this movie's going to suck; it'll kill your career.
0: Yep. And it didn't. And I remember his defense of it, and he said it several times. When you see the actors mask, the over the with the with the smile and the frown or what I don't know what that's called. I'm sorry, I'm not, if for my fans th- th- out there, they explain it to me. He said, you know, it's it's comedy and drama; it's both right there when you look at it. And I thought it was pretty smart. And obviously, it's led to a hundred other things. And but he only made $50,000 for that movie. I don't know what I don't know if he had any participation in it. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's low. Anyway, next.
1: Uh, so that week, that week. Oh, James, are you done with that week? Yeah, Dumb and Dumber okay. comes in. So uh, December 14th, uh, we got to give again. Friend of the show, Peter David. Oblivion was released straight to video. Um, and uh December 14th also saw Cage 2 starring Lou Ferrigno.
0: I didn't see Cage. Would I miss anything?
1: Uh, no, I actually saw Cage. You didn't miss a goddamn thing.
0: <laughs> got it. Next month, James, Chad, whoever's talking now.
1: Um next or next week, uh we got Were get- you done with your tidborts? <laughs>
2: We get three
0: films yes, bitch. And what <laughs> open of them, your squad hole and tell me.
2: <laughs> one of them is underperforms but has a sort of cult following now. Uh making only six million six hundred and seventy thousand at the box office. Mixed nuts.
1: I love mixed nuts.
2: Mixed nuts, if you've really? never seen it.
1: I really do, as- Joe. I think
2: it's a great Christmas movie. Well, it also has such a great cast. There's yeah, no, the ensemble mean, cast is insane. I've i mean, got to go back listen, and to that. Listen to this cast. Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn, Robert Klein, Juliette Lewis, Rob Reiner, Adam Sandler, Rita Wilson, John Stewart, Jolie Fisher. I could keep going. Is that directed by Nora Ephron? Yes. It is. See, and she so- also wrote the screenplay with uh, Delia Ephron, who I assume is a family member.
0: yeah. I know you all said it's a great cast, but I've tried three times to get through Yellowbeard, and I still haven't succeeded.
1: What does that have to do with anything? We all agree that Yellowbeard is a very yeah, flawed movie.
0: A great example of a great cast. And why is that movie so awful? But this movie has Stephen Wright.
2: I have has, to go back and watch it. And Madeline Kahn stuck in an that. elevator.
0: I don't remember it that far.
2: Kurt Lockwood is a rollerblading snowman.
0: What's next?
2: <laughs> That's the lowest, but I mean, it does have a big cult following now. A lot of people said it got overlooked.
0: Uh, I did not, I'm I was, not aware of this cult following. Of need,
1: honestly, Joe, of neither am I.
0: I thought I was the only one. Oh, who I, the it makes a
2: bunch of Christmas movies you should see list. Look, I mean,
0: wow, it, doesn't. I'm it? not saying you're all wrong. I honest to God can't remember one single frame of it. I was it wrong. Be, I never saw it anyway. and I'm remembering it wrong, but I don't remember a damn thing about it. I, I know, was wrong I earlier knew it was I, about from without looking it up but I don't remember a thing about
2: I was wrong earlier when I, I cuz I inverted two movies. I said Pagemaster was uh Calkin's last big theatrical. That was wrong. His last big theatrical came a couple months later, Richie Rich.
0: Oh it god.
2: Made 38 million at the box
0: office. That one's pretty bad. All right. Yeah, what's the that, that one's terrible. Number
2: 1 that premiered this weekend did not hit number 1 because of Dumb and Dumber. Little Women, which has never been remade again. I don't even know what it's about. Shifty-eyed dog. <laughs> Little Women uh, premiered December 21st. Chad, you got anything?
1: Oh, well, uh, Joe mentioned this one earlier. December 21st, we also saw Tammy and the T-Rex.
0: I'd never seen it till a few months ago. So have you guys ever it seen about? it? I have not. Uh, it stars Denise Richards and our favorite character actor, uh, Terry Kaiser. Uh, Boykin and Bernie's Bernie, mm-hmm. and he is a scientist. <laughs> and her boyfriend ends up uh, who, and he gets a, oh shit, this is so complicated. Here, just that, let me let, you let me read the plot. It, it's it's an animatronic T Rex with his brain in it. Go, Chad.
1: That's yeah, an evil scientist implants the brain of Michael, a murdered high school student, into a Tyrannosaurus. He escapes, wrecks vengeance on his high school tormentors, and is reunited with his sweetheart Tammy.
0: Now. Played by Denise Richards. There's no nudity, as I recall. It is bloody. It's quite a bit. It's quite bloody. Yeah. Uh, That basically, the producer or the director, I can't remember, knew that he could get a hold of this T-Rex that someone had built and use it. And they wrote the screenplay around it. Okay. There you go. Uh, If you if you're that you talk about a cult following, I've read more than one article about that piece of shit. That's the reason why I finally watched it this past summer um it's real quick
2: i i should say there's one more movie that did get a saturday release after all those friday releases on december 22nd uh i i mentioned the browning version which was an albert finney movie released on saturday in october december 22nd we get another albert finney movie a man of no importance i've never seen
0: it or heard of it actually
2: uh, a man of no importance uh is uh it, it's it's i remember people talking about it as being kind of Provocative. Barry Devlin wrote the screenplay. It's Albert Finney, Brenda Fricker, Michael Gambon, and Alv- Albert uh, Finney is a plays a middle aged bus conductor in Dub- Dublin, Ireland, in 1963. He lives a life of quiet desperation because he's gay, but he's firmly closeted, and his sister keeps trying to hit, hook him up with the uh, the right girl. Okay, it, what's the next one? um
0: We're running it like three hours on this.
2: I know, I know. You all wanted to do a thorough examination. There's just a lot of stuff that came out in 1993. There is. There I is. Um, mean,
1: 94, James.
2: Oh my God, am I doing the? Right? No, I'm kidding. You're at right, 94. You've been doing um, the wrong year a whole
0: time. Yeah, you giving us a lot of a bad flow, and let's start over again.
1: You've been giving us a lot of bad tidbits. <laughs> Squanto, squat hole, squat
0: Don't say it correctly. <laughs>
2: December 23rd. Oh my God. I thought we were done. No, December 23rd. Here's the movies that come out. Uh, stop me as needed. Safe passage makes one man. Um, that is followed by death and the maiden, which makes three. That
0: animals. I have heard of, uh, which Congratulations, is
3: followed, Joe. <laughs> which is followed
0: by is- nobody's full. Fuck you. You weren't adding anything to it. All right. Nobody's <laughs> full is probably Paul Newman's last great performance. Yes, which is beat out
1: by and Melanie, Street Fighter, Milton. and Melanie Griffith's last great film,
0: last great topless performance. She's topless <laughs> in that for a split second.
1: Which is
2: beat out once again. Let me say that again. Street Fighter, yes, makes ninety-nine million dollars. I didn't. Know that know. is a shame. It's no
0: double dragon. You know what beats
2: out that though, and a lot well, of we we do got to talk
1: about we do got to talk about Street Fighter real quick because that is the great. Actor Raul Julia's last wow, I film. I agree,
0: and he he, he took that a...
2: role. Do you know why he took the role? No, he wanted something that his kids would know him in. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you were you were Gomez Adams. Seriously, he took was... it because he he wanted something that his his kids or his grandkids. I forget, but it was because he, he they they played video games and he was like, oh, I'll do a video game movie so they'll know it.
1: I gotta ask you seriously. In all fairness, this is not related to 1994. But since we're we're bringing up Raúl Julia, and it, it popped in my head because I, I was struggling with this, him or John Aston, best Gomez.
2: Raúl Julia. Oh, it depends. And actually, there's an entire debate I, that's Raul about Julia. this, and 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 I think we can do a conver I mean, I could we could do an episode about who did what best. But somebody actually made the, the commentary, and I was like, that's fair. Raúl Julia plays the best romantic Gomez. He is <laughs> not a good father Gomez.
1: Ah. Uh, I don't
2: know, man. And I and I went back and I was watching the this this. Can we both that agree was...
0: that's the only two go good Gomez's?
1: Yeah, Oscar Isaac. What, what is Curry? his fucking name? Uh, Oscar Isaacs?
2: Thank you. Yeah, no. Uh, there's nothing uh,
0: redeemable about that movie.
2: Uh, you know I, my kids love it and there's parts of it where i'm like they get they because they actually use some of the original
0: comics in it and i'm like okay you're doing that you're doing i like and idea. i actually like the making of on the documentary more than i did the movie i will say um, and you know nick Kroll as uncle fester
1: some sought but yeah i agree with joe no i just um, my good. kids love it but i couldn't get into it
2: but anyway no no and, and so anyway that's they i read an entire discussion of of who nailed what part of go man's because if you look at the original strip uh stri- uh comics he sometimes is a very loving if demented father and and that's not in the raw julia like very few scenes of him being paternal it's always about him being with morticia
0: the thing so. is is john Aston is behind the eight ball because raw julia was one of the best character actors of all time
1: kiss of the spider woman man every man
0: anyway he's 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 in pro oh god what's the
2: um he's also an overdrawn at the memory bank, people. Let's not push it too hard. Dude. Have you
1: ever seen Overdrawn at the Memory Bank? No. No, but I'm it's, pretty sure he was excellent in it.
2: I don't know, man. It's mocked by Mystery Science 3000, and even they say, God, this is really hard to watch.
0: He's in a lot of I mean he I'm he's like anybody else, but he was a, a paid good,
1: actor. He was a working act, man.
0: He's a good actor. Yeah, actually, and you know what? Him. He's the best part of Street Fighter, except for that one scene where the guy says, "Quick, quick, change the channel." Only good scene in the whole movie, but he's the best part of Street Fighter.
1: Yeah,
0: hey, he
2: does. He managed to capture menace in what is otherwise a non-menacing movie. Um, it's by the way the number one movie this weekend that we didn't get to yet is Legends of the Fall, and I was actually going to say oh. nobody talks about Legends of the Fall. Anymore. I remember it's it being boring huge.
1: crap.
2: I like I'm... to
0: fish, but I don't know that I want to watch Legends of the Fall.
2: But I just remember so many people were like, this is the fall UFC. And I was like, I have no interest in this film. And then
0: like people talk to. Oh, like I, was I was thinking idiot. a river runs through it. What the hell is the Legends of the Fall about? That's the one Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I mean, I remember
2: scenes in it where Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. It's got a great
0: cast. It's still yeah, really but I don't, I don't know the plot. I can't tell you the plot. Keith. I
1: couldn't tell you the plot. In either. the early
2: 1900s, three brothers and their father, living in the ro- remote wilderness of Montana, are affected by betrayal, history, love, nature, and war. I just remember they fight a bear at some point, and Anthony Hopkins is in it, and he's. Theo did one. it better. It's, it's Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, Aiden Quinn, Julie Ormond, Henry Thomas. What?
1: No, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin did it better.
0: Mm. I saw an interview <laughs> with Living Alec Baldwin head. where he and Anthony Hopkins would, uh, I can't remember what famous British actor they would both just do their impersonations of in between takes. It wasn't Richard Burton. I can't remember. It was James amazing. Mason. Maybe it was James Mason. I, no, it wasn't James Mason, but it was basically, I can't be bothered. They would say it to each <laughs> other after takes.
2: That's directed. And by the way, we're talking about, obviously, The Edge, which had both of them in it, but that's directed by Lee Tamahori,
0: right? I don't remember. No Who idea. went on to direct uh, some Bond films. One of He's the best, uh, The one. well, probably the best Pierce Brosnan Bond film. People think it's Goldeneye, but I prefer that one over Goldeneye. All right. What else we got, James? That's yes. it for
2: that weekend, but Uh-oh. we do get the Christmas releases. Um, do you want me to go ahead and do the Christmas releases, please?
1: Yeah.
2: All right. The Christmas releases that also follow this up is the forgotten Walter Matthau classic "IQ," where he plays Einstein.
1: Um, I made that joke earlier. Did not realize it was in nineteen
0: ninety four. That's
2: okay. Uh, Pret a Porter. I don't. Pret a porter i'm sorry what's
0: it about joe i have no idea it's about uh 90 minutes it's about oh shit what's his name the director of uh mccabe and mrs miller um mash why can't i think of his name who's the director of mass chad
1: i'm blanking i forgot
0: <laughs> he created lionsgate
1: chad he's a fan uh, he's richard a altman is chad robert, altman. Robert, robert altman. altman robert i kept
0: wanting to say richard lynch
1: <laughs> i kept wanting to say richard altman i'm like what the hell is that no robert altman robert altman, robert altman. it's you know, by know. the way people it is 1 30 in the morning when we're recording this we're we're hanging we're hanging on barely yeah,
0: barely yeah yeah it's about the fashion industry it's not one of his greatest films
1: no um, but it got other, a lot of critical praise at the time it's it's good and the american translation was ready to wear
2: yeah ready to wear the other movie that gets a christmas release and this is a version of the film that nobody remembers um the jungle book hated it uh makes 44 million dollars released on christmas day and so that's it the uh, last jason film, scott
1: was uh Mowgli in that wasn't he
0: Yes,
2: the last film is released that's released is December twenty eighth. I'm gonna go ahead and include it.
0: It's directed by uh the same guy that gave us uh The Mummy and Deep Rising. He directed um,
1: which was who, Joe? I can't remember his
0: name. I know. Summers Steven Sommers Steven I can't want to stay Steven Rivers.
1: There you go, Joe. I gave you a tidboard. <laughs> oh
0: my god.
1: <laughs> squat hole.
2: Here's a here's came right a... out of
0: your squat hole.
2: Here's a film that a lot of people don't remember, but it's still highly ranked on uh, IMDb. was a 7.2. The last film to come out in 1994, The Magna- oh, Madness of King George, which starred Nigel Hawthorne, Helen Mirren, that Rupert a- Graves.
0: I've never seen it. It was nominated for an Oscar. I've never it, seen it. It's
1: seriously a good film.
0: I'm sure it is. I've just never seen just, it. It,
1: it. Strictly for Nigel Hawthorne and his descent into just syphilit- syphilitic madness.
2: Also has Rupert Everett in it as the Prince of Wales. But yeah, it's basically the the, the film is uh, King George lost some country and it really had an effect on it.
1: Also the syphilis.
2: Yeah, yeah. but um,
1: Mainly the syphilis.
2: Well, no, no. Yeah,
1: James, yeah. he had syphilis.
2: <laughs> no, Chad. But he also lost America and that didn't sit well with Listen. him. Despite what Hamilton will have you believe, he did not come out and sing about good luck. And how bad John Adams was?
0: Clap right. on the squad hole with syphilis, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, clap Squ- and syphilis would be redundant.
1: I know. Squ- and there's another tidbit for you. <laughs> squad <laughs> hole on the syphilis. Squad hole on the. Syphilis. Oh, our listeners have get. We we've lost. Oh, nobody's
0: making it through this one. It's two and a half hours after they've already spent two hours on the first part of '94. Do you
1: think do you think uh we could cut this and give a portion of it for a, a Good Movie Monday?
0: <laughs> I mean, would they take it? No. No <laughs> You already bitches. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Joe, you can't do commercials. You gotta only do movies. God you bless need them.
2: you need to start this next time we need to film that. we need to film this one episode and include it with a mix of other ones when you send it. And we'll all just say squat hole,
0: but in different accents, guys. And with different you know what that sounds like? Editing work. Squat hole. Squat hole. All right. Well, that's been nineteen ninety four. Jad, did you have anything in like the video you wanted to bring up?
1: No, I'm done. I, I can. I nope. I'm done.
0: You done? I want to go, go mean, to bed. The T Rex was where you just went. Pshh. Yep. And that that the was my
1: magnum opus. Slot.
0: A squat hole. Well, guys. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. (laughs) It's been bonehead.